Last show, part one. Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker. Right. We left you all hanging. Right. We're There's, giving away way too much information at once. There's the story's too big. You couldn't squeeze it all in. You know what we couldn't squeeze in? What you're gonna hear in this section is Lepke's personal interactions with Richard Ramirez. Well, and you're also gonna hear in graphic detail about the crimes this sick bastard committed. And in even more graphic detail, the fucking heroic lengths. Oh, that people that went the community to. The went community to of East LA shut this fucking freak down. Shut him down. I got yeah, all the. It's, it's it's this. If you're waiting for the meat, this is it. We're about to deliver you the right. ribeye steak. The first one was the sauce. This is the meat. Yeah. Listen, let me tell you That's how we do things around here. I got every one of those people from the community that took down the Night Stalker. Yeah. Called them up. Yep. They're coming down here to take care of fucking Schmitty right That's now. That's it. That's <laughs> what I'm talking about. Old Vienna sausages <laughs> over there, huh? Red bird They're going to roll them out like some pizza, though, bro. So listen up as we take you back. Yeah. To the scene of the crime. Okay, and this is what Frank Salerno told somebody that was like looking at this case. He was saying, when, when you want to start looking and researching who's doing all this stuff, you want to look deeper than what you're looking for because a, a killer isn't made overnight. Salerno was saying, like, it takes a long time. Like, the 10 years we talked about from Richard seeing Uncle Mike shoot his wife in the face all the way till him actually doing something, mm-hmm. takes some time. Right. Little things. So the breaking and enterings were the beginnings of him transgressing and testing out his skills and he became very proficient actually at breaking into homes and stealing shit Mm -hmm. and so and so (laughs) so so they said he could break into anything okay thank you so then uh he's at this hotel he's peeping and this hot chick is getting undressed and she's getting down in her underwear and he's decided tonight's the night he's gonna go all the way with whatever sick fantasies he's got Mm. he she turns around and he gets into the room and he comes up from behind so she can't see his face and he ties her up with her own panties and gags her with her own panties, all this shit, right? And she's starting to comply with everything because she knows that her big fucking muscly boyfriend is on his way back to the hotel room right now. He just went downstairs to order some food. So Richard's trying to get going, do his thing, and all of a sudden the door just flies open and the and the boyfriend sees six foot skinny Richard terrorizing his girlfriend and just beats the fucking shit out of this Richard Ramirez. Really? Just mops the fucking floor with him. Huh. Just fucking just beats the crap out of him and he gets arrested. He has to go to the hospital first, then gets arrested. But this couple leaves instead of not the husband. Richard Ramirez gets arrested. Mm-hmm. Richard Ramirez tells his parents and his family that the truth was <coughs> was that sh- that the woman was having an affair with me, Richard, and the husband ca- and this guy came in and was jealous and beat me up, and they believed that story. Mm-hmm. When 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 in reality, he 
he was trying to force himself on this woman. And the cops believed the boyfriend who beat him up, but they decided not to stick around and testify, so the cops let him off. Mm. So the cops let Richard Ramirez off, and he goes on about his business again, just doing whatever. Down at the bus station, cocaine, breaking and entering at night. <clears throat> at some point, he reads, he comes into contact with the Satanic Bible written by Anton LaVey. And it just speaks to him, right? Like it just makes sense to him. And as he's reading it, he sees the kind of what, what, what the Satanic Bible is trying to tell him anyway, he thinks, is that, that, that everyone sins. The only difference between these fake Christians and, and Satanists is that Satanists aren't hypocritical. They admit it. Mm. They're not living a lie. They're not pretending to be good people while doing bad shit. Mm. That's his whole thing. That's that, and that makes sense to him. So he gets so caught up in it that he decides, I'm going to go to San Francisco and go to and meet Anton LaVey. And he does meet Anton LaVey. And like Anton LaVey said, yeah, I remember Richard Ramirez and said something like, I liked him. He seemed like a nice guy. And, that, and everybody who interacted with Richard, most, like a lot of people, including even Philip Carlo, the author, says, like, look, this guy, yes, he's evil, but he's also very charming. And he's also like in person to person. He's like a... He still kind of got that small El town El Paso vibe to him. He goes there and he says he witnesses one of the satanic church uh, ceremonies. Mm -hmm. And it, I don't know exactly what it involves. People standing in a circle and pentagrams and all the shit. Yeah. Sacrifices of fucking lamb. I there was a naked lady and Anton Levitt was presiding over this naked woman and there was some kind of I don't know what but Richard says that he felt the cold hand of Satan touch his spine at that moment he swears mm. and he swears he felt so cold and so bad that he called his mom Mercedes and asked her to pray for him and he wouldn't tell her why and the prayers didn't stick because he just decided, fuck it, I'm going full on Satan. I'm going to believe in Satan. And he became what they call a lone worshiper. He didn't want to be in Anton LaVey's group because he actually thought it was infiltrated by the police. Mm. So he was a lone, uh, he was a lone worshiper. Disciple of Satan. Yeah, and he was out there with the Dark Lord and he was praying to him and he was drawing pentagrams on his hands and 666 and all this other shit. And the first woman that he killed he needed money he needed to get high uh the first woman he killed um was an older woman and um he nearly decapitated her with a with a with his knife and i gotta tell you these murders when i go through when he starts his actual spree and i was reading through them and looking at him it got to a point where i kind of stopped because it started bumming me out yeah like, it's not like... He is a brutal fucking killer. How man. many are we talking? Well, he claims he killed 20 people. Mm -hmm. In a short amount of time, you got to remember. Mm -hmm. But he was convicted of killing 13. Mm -hmm. With like 11 rapes, right? Yep. Yep. And like, I don't know, some handful of robberies on top of all that. Yep. But the parts that make this... So take us, take us back to that time. We're like talking like 1984. Yeah. Right. So think about this. When this is starting to happen, do you remember 
when it was happening at all? Like in 1984, Lepke, it, the, the, when it happened before he got caught. When yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was it was kind of like when when the Hillside Strangler and them were going and, and all that other shit. What ended up happening was people were uh, it, it was it was it was it was a trip, man. People were they were locking their shit. They were buying more weapons. Like it was fucked up, man. People were tripping out, like. All the way down to Orange County, like they were, like, cause he was like on a rampage. Right, he was he no, was traveling off they the had freeway. No technology of what these people were just coming up. They had one fingerprint from a car theft that right. he had in El Paso, so they did have ID, not in L.A. But he didn't. So he did he have an arrest record in El Paso? Yeah, but he when he was a youth for stealing a car. Yeah, so but they had one fingerprint. No, uh, but they didn't have it. The computers the, weren't all right, linked up, they so they didn't it, know yeah, what there to was do. No way. Yeah. So if he didn't have a record. So they had partial he prints was, in California from this dude, right. but they didn't have anything to compare him to, and there was no. not this major FBI database, and he had just stolen a car. Had they had that, right. they would have been able to catch him faster. In fact, the police were scrambling to... There was a guy, his name was Carrillo. Was there a task force for him? Eventually, they yeah. And it was led him. by Frank Salerno, right. the guy who uh, did worked did Hillside, right, and it was after Hillside right. that they brought in Frank Salerno. But the problem is... is is that they in the beginning parts of it, Steve? Just like you were saying, there's so many murders and What's shit, the, shit going down that they, the cops, weren't able. Nobody thought it was one guy. No, and you gotta remember too, man. They're thinking serial killing, and serial right. killing is up close, right? It's right. up close, personal. It's right. a lot of things we talked about, and I guess his maybe second or third killings, two in a row, were. Fucking, he gunned down these, you know, he gunned, he, he shot his victims. Um, started with a knife. Uh, yeah, started with that, and then went to a gun, and they've been, and this 40, they, they were saying the same gun was being used. And he was like, he made a lady pull over in the middle of the street, shot her twice in the chest. Yeah, Fucking shit like that, that, bro. Like, yeah, just random. Random, random dude. To yank you know? her out the window. He walked into another woman's house. She was unloading the groceries. He snuck in the door, shot her in the head. Um, like so, 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 and that didn't, I guess, fit the profile of law enforcement's idea of a serial killer, right? right because, because there were so many variations in the way right, he killed, right? They're like shooting. We don't usually ever see that because it's too non-personal, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's not intimate. It's too fast, it's right? This, that, that. So they they've got the, the 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 one murder with the knife, and then they've got gun shooting murders you know what i'm saying so nothing's lining up and they're like is this really one guy that's doing this or is it this guy this more looks like a team of people look like the hillside and it's happened around that time like when lucky started the show off man around the time where people were just getting gunned down and there was violence. It was this was yeah. a time they might have been looking at it like oh this is just some normal shit on the street that we see every day you know you know, being uh, in Los Angeles, you know, it so was a that, violent, turbo, turbulent time. So that first crime, that first murder was against a 79-year-old woman right. named Jenny Vinco. Right. Okay. And her husband found her, right? Uh, her, her, her son. The son. Yeah. Oh, it was in that pink apartments right. that uh, Schmidt was talking about. Right. Yeah. And w they were able to pull one yeah. print. He wore gloves when he was doing what he was doing, but they were able to pull one print off the, off the screen. So what... So off the screen that covered the window, right? And that's how he snuck in. Mm. 
And um, he's apparently like he sat and after he killed this woman, he sat, he ransacked whatever he could steal and then sat there like hanging out for like an hour with the body, just drinking water and sweating and just he was a real weird dude. Yeah. So so. So they were able to pull a print off that screen, but they couldn't compare it to anything on that first murder. If they had the technology we had now, they would have caught up to him much faster. But they just didn't have it. And the thing is, is one of the ways that Richard Ramirez got to his victims, he picked them at random, right? He didn't have, but it was always like a du- a window that was left unlocked or open because it was hot. Yeah, I remember that because they the whole big thing in L.A. was like, don't leave your windows open and lock your doors and. He's getting in because screen doors are open and windows are open. I remember them saying that all over the news and in, shit. In L.A. Because it was hot. It was a heat wave going on. Right. And they didn't have as many bars well, on the windows. Yeah. yeah. Is that what drove people to get bars on their windows? I I mean, stuff like that. I mean, a lot of different. You got to remember, man, like this is like when L.A. was heading into its heyday mm-hmm. of crime. The the early eighties, it was heading in there, and by the mid eighties, you got man, it was on and cracking in Los Angeles. Right, you look up the homicides every year; it was crazy back then. Right, so there was just a lot of shit going on all the time. Right, so he's you know he's done this thing, uh, and he's deep into his intravenous coke habit, and he's living at night. He's wearing all black. Uh, he's listening to ACDC's album Highway to Hell, mm-hmm. right? His favorite song is uh, let's see, I think I pulled this song. Just I just want to see what it, what this do. Oh, his favorite song was called Night Prowler, and he would just listen to that on his Walkman nonstop as he's out. What he would call on the hunt at night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was always looking for honey. Victims. Yeah, that's what he called it, honey. honey. This is what he's listening to. Imagine just being all coked up, listening to that. Just evil. Damn. Is that like Metallica or something? No, ACDC. His favorite band. He's just driving down the fucking highway with a fucking knife. Evil in his mind and heart. It's a badass song. It is. A, a, uh, it's, a, it's ACDC. ACDC, dude. What song? Night Prowler. Oh, hell yeah. Getting the adrenaline going. What? Turn it down? Get, no. Oh. Turn it up. <laughs> what? That's what he's listening to, man. Imagine yeah. that. Yeah. Fucking Night Stalker. Just fucking evil, sick bastard. It's the Night Stalker. I'm gonna chop off somebody's head. Right. Shoot some innocent people while imagine, they're sleeping in the bed. I imagine how much more the song would hit you if you were fucking high as fuck. That's, this dude, man. This dude was fucking up. This dude. Something. So, it almost makes you like want to go on a mission. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know what kind of mission he was going on there. He was going on a fucking sick bastard. 
So hey, but you know, hey, hey, mm. hey. So listen. So I know a little bit about rock and roll. I mean, like, I, I'm, I'm on another thing, but that's <laughs> it's Richard Ramirez show. That's mm. definitely gonna mm. go when I, on, on the next time I'm in the gym. I'm putting that first. That's gonna be my yes. opening for the drive. Right. right. I, I feel that Adrenaline. one. Were you gonna go yeah. Night Stalker on the weights? Yeah. Night Stalker <laughs> on the green juice. <laughs> so yeah. So he's yeah. Uh, uh, Lab. I mean, he's try. He's he's asking me like what the landscape was at right. those times in L.A. And I was just like, L.A. was heading into its prime crime capital of the United yeah, it was, States. It was at that beautiful. Time. <laughs> the landscape. <laughs> yeah. No, meaning like. What was like the conditions outside? Like what was happening? The climate. Hey, What the climate in L.A. was like? Lepke, at that time. Lepke, Lepke was just you about to tell you mm-hmm. how manicured the lawns yeah, were bro. and Flower. like what kind of no, like it. brother. And Let if you ask you. him about the climate, yeah, yeah. he's going to tell you, well, it's temperate to there was tropical. A, I'm going to tell you the climate. There Go was ahead. like the, the main street, yeah. the, the street that the Cecil's on. Yeah. There was open prostitution. There was chicken joints. The pimps were out there. Chicken joints? Yeah, what there the was fuck? like spots where you could get like good fried chicken. <laughs> the Olympics were yeah. there, right? The Olympics were coming. Hey, you know, they, they were trying to clean it up in 84. I'm just looking so at the, the crime rate right now, yeah, and it yeah. says, uh, and in 2018, violent crimes were 571 per 100,000. Uh, homicides were 5.6 per 100,000. But in 85, we're looking at 16 per 100,000. What does that mean? That what means per, per 100,000 people, 16 people were killed. No, explain the comparison. What oh, are you saying? Oh, it's three times what it was now. You mean in eighties it was three times sure. than yeah. it is now? Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, there was no surveillance. There was nothing. No cameras. But that's just you got to remember. Now let's now compile the shootings that aren't fatal. Right, right. And now, and now consider the even down. consider. Well, yeah, all that. But consider the amount besides that of crime that's going on that nobody's really watching. And there's motherfuckers moving around with fucking Uzis and fucking kilos. Richard fucking Ramirez like had an Uzi. Well. I'm just saying, you've got gangs at turf wars. You've right. got dope. You've got just motherfuckers up to no good. You got everybody strapped because everybody knows Dude. everybody else is strapped. Right. So it was just like L.A. was brimming, bro. Powder cake. You didn't see a bunch of people screaming on the street at each other with road rage. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. It, you did. People acted Lighter, different, man. You know, it was just different. It was more the Wild West it back then. Out, well, check this out. I said that there was three times the homicide rate. Right? Yeah. But yeah. the violent crime rate was uh, in 2018 was 571 per 100,000. Right. In 85, it was, uh, let's see, it was 1,180. So double. Yeah. Wow. It was bad. It's and bad. you also got to remember, too, like, Oh, but that's got to be because of uh, the technology to catch people and all that other shit's making everyone uptight about committing crime. All this, as it should. As it should. But um, absolutely that is. But I'm just thinking back then. And you also have to remember that this, what was going on then, hit a peak. And when it hit that peak... Hit that peak because they started putting laws in. They were giving fucking. Remember when they were giving ten years for every 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 bullet? Yeah, yeah. They they, they yeah, were doing right. all that shit. Right, right. They strike gun. you out for guns and yeah. fucking uh, enhancements and like uh, career criminal shit and like you know, all this shit would come with guns. The you know, strikes, right. gang all enhancements, all if that you stuff. Have, 
If you were if you were an active gang member and yeah. you were on parole and you had a long like extensive record before the strikes were in effect, there was the big bitch and the little bitch, which was known as the habitual criminal act. You're familiar with that, right? You uh, yeah, the habitual criminal act. So what ended up happening was like a lot. If you got caught with like a stolen gun that had murders on it, <laughs> that's what, yeah. well, yeah, you did them or not? Well, yeah, of course. That was, yeah, but, you, it was like you. But, it, but there was a time in the eighties. Where you could do, like you said, a county lid for a gun. Yeah, they weren't they weren't pushing. You know what I'm them. saying? So every everybody knew that man. Like your risk of going out there, like you might use it, but you were better off. Like the risk was considerably low. Right. It took right. me a good you know minute. What I'm it took me a good minute before the judge looked at me and goes, "I'm going to send you to state prison." <laughs> I mean, it, it, it happened around the time when he was in the county. That's when I first went to prison. I got Richard sent, Ramirez, right? I didn't because I, I, you know, I was doing a lot of crazy shit. I was getting away with a lot, like all the that I think all the stuff I was getting away with. Yeah. Finally, she was like giving me county time. I was getting a lot of county she, time. yeah, the judge, the judge, right. I, yeah. Was well, she was a chick? Yeah. Well, was she he, hot? The judge that sent me to the joint. Yeah. She, actually, I remember her. Do you? Because she goes, I'm tired of fucking with you. Oh, he I'm remembers send, her. I'm gonna send you to prison. Was she and good I was looking? Like, well, it took you long enough, man. I've been trying to get to prison for a minute. You know, to go up in there and make a name. Was she good looking? Her Diane Wayne was her name. Was she good looking? You could look her up. She's probably still a judge. Her name was Diane Wayne. How the fuck do I, how how can I forget that name? She remembers you. Yeah, but she was real cool because I was trying to talk to her. I was like, is there any, and then my my lawyer's she Diane Wayne is retired, but now she does mediation. Look at that. I'm not lying. How do I remember? And look at her. Okay, I'm gonna look. She up. don't look bad at all. She, hey, yeah, she don't look bad at all. Hold picture. that up. I'm gonna get them to send you some of that. She don't look bad at all. <laughs> Big shout out to Caveman Coffee. Caveman. Yeah. Big shout out to Caveman Coffee. Big I mean, dude, she's like old look now, but she doesn't. She doesn't. She look. was cool, man. She goes, "You're trying to convince brunette." Me. Yeah. Brunette. She goes, "Listen, Mr. DeMarco, hold, hold, like, slow your roll. You're trying to convince me, but I'm convinced otherwise." I've already I've had you in front of me. I, I gave you a break and sent you to YA. Now you're you know whatever your residential you're robbery back again in front of me. Yeah, so this now. is why I think the only thing that's gonna straighten you out is that if I you mm, know yeah, she wanted to straighten yeah, you, you out, to get huh? Straightened she out. She needed to straighten and it's you about out. Time, like you might learn something up there, man. You might Maybe learn they, something. And I'm gonna tell you something. And as it was around a time when when it ain't like grand the way it is now, because back and I'm I'm gonna let you know. A lot of people were getting my ear. A lot of these old timers that that are here and and are no longer here. Mm-hmm. They were like the influence with them was. I'm not gonna lie to the listener, man. When I first went to the penitentiary, you know, I went in there and feared scared little guy well i wasn't little but you know because i was i was on my way see so wait wait wait. were scared you scared, scared i was i'm not guy. gonna lie you don't know i yeah, had was fear. scared little guy i was still a child man i mean i'm right, you a, were a young kid. guy young i was guy. a young guy you, you were know, a kid uh, 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 an aging adult hey let me tell you something man uh dude i was reading about uh uh iceberg slim right and when he went into the prison for one for on his way into the prison all the older dudes would tell him Really fucked up scary stories right. just to scare the. Did yeah, anyone yeah. tell you scary stories before you no, got to? No, what they did was, uh, yeah, they did. And, and, what did they tell I you? I want to do scared that on another straight. show. All right, all right. It wasn't scared. No, nah, he's already was, in prison for it. Was uh, it was in juvenile hall? I always thought like to get back on the conspiracy theory thing that yeah. the government. Why would they send these inmates from Chino into the to Central Juvenile Hall ENF? 
Yeah. They sent us, you know, and they're, they're like, you're, you're going to set up a program in state prison. You're going to have this program, and you're going to come into the juvenile hall where there's active gang members that don't care if they go to jail that are on their, either on their way to YA or getting tried as an adult. Because what they did back in those days, in the early 80s, was if you were getting tried as an adult, there was a juvenile tank in the Los Angeles County Jail. And they would send juveniles over there. We had a few homies go over there, lucky, that were from, mm-hmm. you know, reputable homies, Cyclone from Weed Moss and Binya from Weed Moss and all them. They were going over there, and, 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 uh, and, and Cody Scott from the h Trade Gangster, he was getting tried for all that shit with the 60s. So they sent him. He was running around the system. So Cody went over there. Cody Scott went to the gang module. And, and, and we were in juvenile hall. And ENF was like the, the – the, on Central Juvenile Hall, it was Eminem and ENF. Those were the older – those were the place where they would put the older ac- active gang members. Like, you had to be like, was on Richard your way Ramirez to over there? Say it again. Was Richard Ramirez? Yeah, was Richard Ramirez? Ramirez? No, Richard Ramirez was in the county jail. Oh, 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 oh okay. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I'm just going back so, to let you know some history about East Lake Juvenile Hall. Oh, oh, okay. At some, uh, point, at some point, we were trying to experience. Hold on. Shh. Listen, someone just called in. Many lies about me. Uh, I have read very few truths. Who are you? Just a guy. Just a guy. Just a guy they call the Night Stalker. Just a guy they call the Night Stalker. Just a guy who likes to kill. Murder innocent people. And rape. Women and children. Yeah. And love Satan. Actually, um, and love Satan. Yeah, that's right. It's fucking crazy. Boy, he was definitely made. I mean, hearing, beginning to hear this guy's story. History, yeah, it's like, man, this dude. He was on. He was on a. He was, yeah. Right. He was. It, it was almost it like, like he was doomed from the gate. Yeah, it, it's like the same way that from let, the first VCR falling on his yeah. head on. It was all bad news for that guy. <laughs> it's almost right? like it, it, it's almost it's almost like the way Lepke makes that distilled pruno. Right. It's like the recipe was perfect to make a serial killer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and the thing, exactly. But the thing is, is so the so that's the first person he kills, right? Mm-hmm. The second person he kills. And uh, who was that person's name? The first one. Yeah, it was Jenny Vinco. Rest in peace, Jenny Vinco. Right. Glassell Park. Mm-hmm. Almost Glassell cut her head off. Rest in peace. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Fucking Schmitty. Schmitty said yeah, we said that Schmitty. The knife was so sharp, man. Yeah, it was. Your brother gave me a knife sharp like that. Did yeah, you know that? It was. Bizarro actually. A military like knife. <laughs> no, it wasn't a military. I got it. Hey, so so what you know, somebody's seen that knife, they go, Hey, don't carry this fucking <laughs> yeah. knife. Hey, you know what? You it's know like what? Do you know what? Blade. You know what the cops called his brother? What's that? The honey bun stalker. Oh my god. The honey bun stalker. Man, his brother. Something's not right with his teeth. <laughs> Looked like the bow of a ship, like an icebreaker. Oh yeah, yeah. What is that? He was eating a lot of sweets, Twinkies. Something's wrong with him. Yeah, so, so, no, so Richard Ramirez. And he's diabetic. By day and Twinkies by night. <laughs> <laughs> and he's diabetic and he eats so much sugar. It's crazy. Goo, 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 diabetic. Goo, goo, goo. And he eats not healthy like me. <laughs> <laughs> Bizarro. <laughs> Bizarro. <laughs> Dude, we need to get Schmitty on like a sitcom or something, dude. Yeah, we do, we do. Honestly, dude, you're wasting your talent, Schmidt. We we need to get him like a, you know what? 
<laughs> hey. Get him a wig and have him play Elizabeth Taylor from The Drunk. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of that idea? <laughs> I love that idea. Yeah. You know what we should do, man? The next Pride Parade, we should get Smitty dressed up like a woman. Like put lipstick Liz on. Liz Taylor, bro. Yeah, and have yeah. him march in the parade, yeah. man. Yeah, and you do it as the drunk. Right. <laughs> That's great, bro. Dude, Schmitty, you would never have to work we're again. We're all sideways oh, down on yeah. Santa Monica Boulevard. I would not be, didn't want to be drunk in a gay parade. <laughs> he oh, wants to be sober to fill it all. He wants to fill every inch Where's of that playing pleasure. playing with you, Schmitty? <laughs> I know. It's oh. when they stop clowning hey, you, you got to worry. Hey, does your brother, <laughs> does, does Bizarro Smitty get mad that you get so much attention? <laughs> I don't know. You know what he, he uh, don't care. Frank fixed his uh, Instagram to to, to I'm get trying to hook him up. Yeah, to get some followers, get and he got <laughs> yeah, I did. He got, hey, he got two likes, and he was fucking all jacked up about it. It was me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah. What did your brother do with the two likes? Was he running around talking? You know, he no, goes, I, "Oh my god, I got two likes," and he's so fucking excited. First, I told him, <laughs> "Hey, I told his brother, hey, first I told his brother, you gotta change your picture, bro, <laughs> because they're gonna look at you, and you ain't gonna get no fucking." All it, his pictures, one head. I put a picture of Trappy, the dog. Yeah, the dog. Yeah. I put right. a picture of the dog, and he That's didn't safe. like that. That's safe. So yeah. I go, hey, so look, bro, here's what we're going to do. Like, get that hat. So he goes he put a get safari it. hat on. Yeah, yeah, I told him, get the Gilligan hat. So I got him up there with the Gilligan hat. Yeah, but, like, his brother kind of looks like a pinhead. You know what I mean? Those people that are born with a small brain, right. and the head's kind of tiny. A little Down yeah, syndrome. They, yeah, they didn't, they, they didn't section out too cool. Yeah. Are you sure you guys weren't Siamese twins and the doctor separated you and fucked up on the cutting? No, five minutes apart. All right. All right. Just stop showering with your brother, will you? It's getting gross. Anyway, going back to Richard Ramirez. Uh, so, yeah. So, that's the first person, right? Rest in peace. Oh, I, one interesting fact. He had a twenty-two, which is the uh, gun of choice of... Uh, Assassins of uh, Hitman. He bought the gun from a pockmarked Mexican down by the uh, at the bus stop. At, at the, the bus, bus stop. Terminal. That's exactly, and he kept the gun there in a locker. Right. Oh, and wow. that's what he told the cops when he finally yeah. got busted. You can go down there and get the twenty two right you there. You can also go down to that fucking that that that, uh, that terminal bus, the Greyhound. Yeah. And you can shower. They had showers in there too. You could like do. A but apparently, of Richard Ramirez wasn't taking no showers. No. Wasn't brushing his teeth either. Um, so, yeah, so, so, all right, so listen, I'm not going to go through all the murders because quite frankly, that would depress everybody. It's really sad. Some of them are like so sad. I read through them all and I'm like, man, this is fucking bullshit. But the second one that he went after, listen to this. Mm -hmm. She, like you said, Steve, she was coming home with her groceries. Mm -hmm. He's laying in wait in the dark, right? He's in all black. Correct. She tries to get in to open her door. And he pulls out, and he's got the twenty-two that he bought down in the Greyhound bus station, and he's pointing at her, and she says, "Don't, don't, don't shoot!" And he just walks up on her, yeah, and he Normal shoots, walk. and she threw, she put her hand up like this, with and it keys. just at, with the keys. Right, Shut the fuck! <laughs> right. I'm jumping the gun. I don't know. So, so she th- and she had her keys in her hand, and it deflected the bullet and saved her life in yeah. a miracle thing, wow. like just by chance. So, but she got knocked down. So she stayed down and pretended to be dead. He walks in. She has a roommate, Dale, a woman. Her name is Dale. I don't know. She heard the shot and is ducked down behind the counter. 
and she can't hear anything. So she peers her head up and oh. he just dumps the 22 right in her head. And the thing about the 22 that he's using that's so fucking crazy is that the 22 slugs are not going through the heads. They go in one and then they zigzag around inside the brains. Yeah. That's what makes them so dangerous. Right. That's what makes them so deadly. Right. So he kills her and they steal stuff and he's raping, he's driving all around and doing all this stuff. He's doing this all the time. Like the cops are starting to get these murders come in from different places. And like like we were saying, he starts changing MOs. Once he's using a knife, now he's using a gun. Then he starts using tire irons. And some of these people are like older people. It's real fucked up. I mean, he goes all the way over into like fucked up. near like Burbank and Glendale's, a, a, an owner, uh, uh, an accountant who's retired who owns two pizza shops. And he fucking, and he's married and they've been married together. <laughs> he goes in with a tire and just fucking does them in, takes all their shit. So, and then what he does is he usually kills the, the husband and then he goes and he kidnaps the woman. And he forces her to, uh, he rapes her, basically, which is fucking sick. And then he takes the shit. And then there's this one woman, and I can't remember who she, who she was. He kills the husband. But the husband, and he ties up the wife. But the husband has a shotgun under the bed. Ooh. And the wife, Maxine, she's like a 70-year-old woman, but fucking has a fucking heart, like, steal then think about this this crazy sick guy who looks weird you don't know what he is you just know it's like this six foot tall all dressed in black hair coming in in the middle of the night while you're dead asleep stinking too smelling dead asleep i mean it's one thing to be awake and hear a noise in the back and like you imagine you're in a dead sleep and you just hear a fucking gun go off you don't even know because it's not that loud it's a 22 and then all of a sudden, there's this weird figure with pentagrams on his hands, right? And he's coming in, and he's going to do whatever the fuck he wants. And he's saying shit like, swear on Satan that you don't have any more jewels. Yeah. He's asking people to turn over their jewels. So this Maxine lady, she's like 70. She was an attorney. Her husband killed, right? She doesn't crumple up and cry. He ties her up, and she's on the ground. Okay, and he's rummaging through like all the shit to find whatever golds, diamonds, whatever's worth, whatever. And she remembers that her husband keeps a shotgun under the bed, just for times like this. And Richard, right, with his guard down, back turned, he all of a sudden feels the presence. Something turns around, and there's Maxine, the seventy-year-old woman, right, with a fucking shotgun aimed right at him mm-hmm. and she's got him dead to rights so she pulls the trigger and click there's no shells in the fucking ah. shotgun and then just Richard takes her apart and he's one of the people that he cut the eyes out he, would cu- he, cut, the, he cut the eyelids off and took the eyes out right. of this person and like oh. I don't know if he put them in his pocket or what but he drove out with them and the reason why the shotgun shells were out was because their grandchildren had visited the night before and the, the husband took the shells out because he didn't want any accidents with the kids. Mm. Can you imagine? Can you imagine the feeling of terror and then grabbing the shotgun and then thinking this is your only chance 
And imagine the adrenaline that goes through your system when you're like, holy fuck, and you level it. The guy turns around, you got him dead to rights, and you pull the trigger, and there's nothing. Click. And you know your check is about to get cashed. Damn, fuck that. Well, I mean, that's just fucked up. So <clears throat> I think they needed to have some communication in the household, one letting the other know that there ain't no bullets oh. in there. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> dude, you know, you just don't, I mean, that's one of those fucking fake chance things. You During can't, the Night Stalker, this shit was all over the news. Yeah, right. That that that. So gun, you would think if you do have a it, shotgun, you just have to fucking loaded, right? I mean, I, I know my mother was locking doors twice. Uh, yeah. Anyway, he's doing all this stuff. Now, while all this is going on, the police, Carrillo, his name is Carrillo, Carrillo, I don't know however you want to say it, right, is trying to convince people it's one guy. No one will listen. Is that the guy that wrote the book? No, that's Philip Carlo. He runs, and but eventually talks to Salerno. Mm-hmm. Salerno starts to agree with him, and they put together an informal task force. Mm-hmm. Now this shit's everywhere. Now, the thing that they do have, they're starting to gather some evidence Right, they're starting to gather some evidence. Once they're starting to become convinced, it's one guy. Yeah, one of them is a shoe print. Okay, he was wearing Avia aerobic shoes. Avia aerobic. Yeah, is that I how know. you say it? Avia. Avia? Yeah. What is Avia? Avia? I'd never even heard no, of. Avia. That was like a, a least feel. It was like a early. It was like a different. It was like a running shoe. Like, um, it was like a old like an ASIC. Yeah. Kinda, Are they yeah, still yeah, around? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Avia? You know what? They were more like a, they were almost like an early Reebok-y type shoe. Weird. Like aerobic shoe. But it was, yeah. <clears throat> like when when Reebok was making the aerobic shoes. Yeah. Those aerobic shoes, that's when they were out. It's just weird to me that he's wearing those, maybe, but maybe they're quieter. Like yeah, they are quieter. Well, he was quiet. Yeah, but you would wear those if you were going to be some weirdo. Right. Crawling around. That's right. exactly what you'd wear. Got yeah. it. Like yoga shoes. Yeah. <laughs> yoga tennis shoes. Here they are right here. Right. Let me see. Sean's pulling them up. They would have been black, I would assume. Yeah, they would have been black. Yeah, I mean, he's not. The dude's breaking These in. He's not, not. Those look like some. Yeah, they do look Reebok-y. You're right. Yeah. Kind of like that. Uh, what's the. Reebok. The original. So anyway, oh, yeah. Here you go. They got a shoe print. Yeah, that's what he was wearing. Black ones. Those look like you. Those are the kind of shoes that you wear when you're a valet. Right. You got to mm-hmm. be on your feet a lot. Right. And you don't want to, but they yep, got to kind of look yep, dressy. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Yep. So, yeah. So he does that. Uh, so he leaves a shoe print, and uh, they know it's an ASICS. They've got a fingerprint. They know it's an Avia. They know it's an Avia. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And they know, and, and, and one of the ladies, Victoria Yu, right? There's this yes. woman, Victoria Yu, that he followed. He saw her, he followed, right? He was following her. She starts looking for a cop. He ba- so then Richard Ramirez in his Toyota begs off. He decides, "Fuck it, I'm not gonna follow her." This Victoria. Are you ready for the avias he's wearing? Yeah. You want to see him? Yeah. I'll show them to you right here. All right. They're uh, they're they're actually vintage avias. Right. These were the ones he was wearing. Oh wow. Right. Kind of shiny. <laughs> you see him? Yeah. That's the, now look at that shoe. Get a good look at that shoe. All right, I'm gonna look a real good look at this. You shoe. you're up to no good. <laughs> you're wearing a tennis shoe like that you're up to no good okay that's bad business okay that's like those sandals 
that are all open and they got like the Velcro thing on yeah, them? Yeah, Tevia. Whatever tevia, they're called. Yes, tevia. You see somebody wearing those? Especially if they got some black socks on. Right. Dress socks. German, right. German shorts on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see some? <laughs> that's a child predator right there, you guys. Right, right? there is something. Let like, everybody know. <clears throat> you see anybody wearing this shit like that with jeans and no socks on? Right. That's some grimy ass grimy ass and then if you see somebody with some like cargo shorts yeah with those on with yeah. the black dress socks yeah oh, bro you better be holding your kid's hand don't right. take your kids out of your eye for one second what about what about <laughs> tight, what about tight, what about real tight cargo shorts with uh white tube socks pulled up and then checkered vans what is that like mean? sounds like somebody like maybe Trying to uh, trying to catch somebody out there, <laughs> somebody out there on the board trying a receiver, to catch a receiver yeah. looking for a jammer. There's skate shoes. Yeah, there's skate shoes. So yeah, he's wearing those and he's running around. And so yeah, so anyway, this Victoria U, right? So he's following her in a car, and there's countless, innumerable people that he almost killed. Like, like think about somebody driving around in L.A. at night. You know what I mean? Like on the freeway or they're over here or they're even out of house. He went up to certain houses, but the situation wasn't right. So he, he would just decide, oh, yeah, I'm not going to go into that one. So imagine it's like this. It's like the angel of death going along door to door <laughs> and deciding on certain doors and not other ones. And then just randomly, you're the old couple that he's going to break in and he's going to cut your eyes out. and He's going to steal your shit. It's fucking crazy. So it's a it's a it's a it's a crazy world we live in. Yeah. So this Victoria U, he follows her. Yeah. It's not going anywhere that he wants it to go. So he turns off and leaves. What does Victoria U do? Lepke's right now going with the skinny pop, skinny pop popcorn. <laughs> what does he do? And what does she do? She follows coffee. him. More coffee. Nope, that's okay. She follows the night stalker. And eventually she gets him to pull over. And she says, you following me. You're following me. What are you doing? And he's like, no, I thought you were somebody I knew. And she wouldn't give up. She goes, no. This Asian lady wouldn't give up. And so he just fucking shot her in the face twice. He tried to pull her out. She wouldn't go. Then he just shot her in the face twice. Just, just point blank range. If she wouldn't have followed him, if she would have just said that was a weird freak and I'm not going to try to understand that, mm -hmm. right? I don't know what... She, she wouldn't have got shot in the face. She got shot in the face twice. And guess what? She survives long enough to get to the hospital. And when she gets better, she's the first person that saw him and could give a composite drawing. Details of what really? he looked like. Yes. So wow. now they've got this composite, which actually doesn't look that much like him. They know the print. They got the Avia fucking shoe print. And that Avia shoe print, Match the shoe print on the face of another woman that he killed by kicking her so much. And he kicked her so hard in the fucking face that it left a shoe print oh, on her face. Christ, Damn. Jesus Christ, man. Yeah, it's, it's insane. And finally, there was a kid, a 13-year-old kid. The Night Stalker came to their, their house, mm -hmm. right? The father and mother were asleep. The kid was up, heard the noises. Went out to investigate, thought it was animals, right? And somehow, whatever happened and transpired between this 13-year-old kid 
And the Night Stalker, the Night Stalker decides, you know what? I'm not going into that house. Jumps into his Toyota. The kid's watching what's going on now. Jumps into his Toyota, drives away, and the kid gets the license plate. Okay? So now they're starting to get some details to try to find this guy. And I was looking at the research, and you know what's crazy is they have uh, the... They went back and interviewed the kid years later. He was given a medal and an honor because he helped capture the Night Stalker. Did they do the sketch? No, he because he had the he had the uh, he had the um, license plate. Right? The license plates for the car. Right. So now they knew what car to look for. Is the Toyota stolen? Yeah, the Toyota. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is stolen. Right. Dude. There was a, an officer after he killed somebody. Stopped him and let him go. Not d- pulls him over, right? right? Mm-hmm. He's he got a stolen car. He's got yeah. a stolen car. Pulls him over. Unbelievable. A motorcycle cop. Right. Huh. Pulls Stavros. His name Jeez. was Stavros. Yeah. Pulls him over, and the description is that the guy who just committed these crimes is in a toy stolen Toyota. With dark hair, maybe Latin. Da, da, da. Guy matches. But he's on a he's a motorcycle cop. The motorcycle cop Get says, scared. "You no." He says, "You're not the guy that's killing these people." Are you? And Richard Ramirez is like, "Oh no, no, I'm married. I I got a kid. I I sure hope you guys catch him." He's like, "All right, I'm gonna run the car. You just stay here." And 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 Richard Ramirez drew a pentagram in the dust on the car. Right. <laughs> And, and the cop and let the, him go. Oh my god! The cop had on. him right in his clutches, and he got away. Come on! I'm not even kidding you. Why didn't the car? Why the car didn't come back? Hold on. How do they? Do how? Do, and they know what officer this was? Uh, officer Stavros. I'll find it in a second. But listen, this is this is a news story. I was saying earlier, a face-to-face encounter with a night stalker 25 years ago. Listen, the serial killers. Were- so this is the kid. That helped bring the serial killer to justice because he saw the license plate. When the Night Stalker was outside his house, decided not to come into the house, but the kid looked outside and saw the license plate. This is this is going back in time to talk uh, about that kid, and they give him a hero's welcome and all this bullshit. Reign of terror to an end. Back then, the teenager from Orange County didn't want to talk about what happened that fateful night, but he's telling his story now only to CBS 2's Dave Lopez. At the height of the rampage of the wow. Night Stalker, Dave Lopez when his break-ins of homes, rapes, and murders was terrorizing all of Southern California, an alert 13-year-old boy in Mission Viejo, James Romero, changed the course of this story. There's no question that James provided us with the most important piece of information out of over 2,000 phone calls. Hailed as a hero by law enforcement and public So they're giving officials. him a plaque. I tried to get Romero to give us details of exactly what he did nearly 25 years ago. I'd kind of rather not comment on that. I guess I'll ask you what you wouldn't answer. Now, wait, wait. So now here's the, the older kid now, you know, years later, right? Five years ago. Give me the details. Uh, well, um... And now for the first time <laughs> well, since um, late August, 1985... It's a white kid, Romero. Romero. ...publicly speaks about the details... The night well, and uh, <laughs> with the night stop. There was an instinct, and uh, I just went, and uh, I saw somebody at our house, and uh, I just went chasing after them. At age 38, ask Romero. <laughs> that guy is 38, yeah. and that's how he sounds. <laughs> and what's <laughs> fucked up about the internet is on YouTube, all the comments are like, man, I'm still tripping on his voice. <laughs> 
He still I, sounds like a kid. The details. Uh, well, um, and well, now sounds like Hi. Romero publicly speaks about the details. The night he met face to face with the Night Stalker. There was an instinct, and uh, I just went and uh, I saw. He's got helium in it. I uh, just went chasing after him. Good thing you didn't wear you. Was, was the guy wearing his women's clothes in the interview? <laughs> Everyone asked that in the comments. Mm. I look at the comments, and people are like, I mean, women too. They were like, nah, I'm still tripping on this voice. Yeah. And then someone's like, We went through some changes. Yeah, then they were like, Oh, he's married. And then other people in the comments are like, Yeah, to a dude. And they're like, No, they showed his wife. It's real crazy, bro. He's 38? Yeah, that's what they say. Uh, too sure. Oh, but he was certain of the license plate that the man drove off in. And it broke right. the case wide open. We were right Days there. after Romero's tip, police found <coughs> Ramirez's car, lifted a print, yeah. ID'd him, and then a few days after that, he was arrested in East Los Angeles. Did he, uh, did that guy become a cop? Did he was no. ratted him out? No, no. He Oliver. just, he just, I don't know what, I don't know what I he. I would have thought maybe from he that his head would have been like, you know what, I'm built, I'm built for this shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You got to remember the when, 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 when the heat was getting rough on him, he actually... Hold on. Let's, wait, right, let's, let's right. get to that in a second. But It changed my life from the day it happened. <laughs> He's a cartoon. Um, I would say a uh, little mentally, okay. you know. I don't know. It's just crazy. Yeah. So anyway, that's the kid that actually broke the case wide open. Mm. All right. Now let's go back to the officer thing because I, I, I think I want to go right to the book. To tell you guys, like, to to give you a sense of just how close the officer yeah. got. Yeah, the cops were. He like pulls him over in her stolen car. The guy's doodling a fucking Satan star in the hood of the fucking cop car. Okay. And uh, you're not the one killing all those people, are you? Listen, oh, Officer Stavros turned on his siren and gave chase. As the man in black got on the freeway, that's the Night Stalker. He threw a gun and an ounce of pot out of the car window, onto a secluded grassy knoll. Officer Stavros didn't see this. Stavros quickly caught up to him and told him to pull over. The night stalker obeyed. The most Stavros had on him at that point was a stolen car, he figured. Stavros asked him where he was going in such a hurry and demanded his license and registration. He sincerely told Officer Stavros he didn't have his license or registration with him, that he'd forgotten his wallet at home. Stavros made him get out of the car, put his hands on the front hood and searched him, finding nothing. Give me your name, Stavros said. I'll call it in, and if everything's okay, I'll let you go with a ticket. Did he give him the ticket? Night Stalker gave him a phony name and a downtown address. Stavros went back to the motorcycle to write up the ticket and heard the call about an attempted abduction over the police radio. It gave a description of a stolen Toyota, a description of the suspect, Mexican, black hair, driving a blue Toyota. Officer Stavros did not realize the guy he pulled over was the suspect involved. <coughs> However, the killer did, and as Stavros called in the plate number of the stolen Toyota, he made up his mind to run. He couldn't take any chances. Huh. If they linked him to what he'd done, he knew they'd kill him, one way or another. Stavros walked back to him and said, Hey, you're not the guy killing people in their homes, are you? No way, man. When are you guys going to catch that motherfucker? Oh, we'll get him. Ramirez says, I hope so. I got a wife, you know. Officer, you sure you're not him? Ramirez, I mean Ramirez, 
Hey, man, it's not me. Come here. Stavros returned to his motorcycle. The killer said a prayer to Satan, drew a pentagram on the hood of the car, and bolted like a jackrabbit. He had long, strong legs and had always been fast runner. Stavros jumped on his cycle, tried to catch him, but he vaulted over a 10-foot fence, crossed a yard, an alley, and another yard, jumped on a bus, and got away. Wow. Yeah, he's Damn. 6'4". Stavros went back to the car and searched for it. He found a black leather wallet containing $100 in cash and an appointment with a dentist, Dr. Peter Lung, located in Los Angeles. That was it. So that comes a long time before they even get close to catching this guy. Wow. Right? It's not until they're until they get the description of his bad teeth that they start right. to put two and two together with the dentist. And they had a they had that sketch. It looked like him. <laughs> the sketch they had. So they think about how close that was. I mean, think about after it's all done, right? Like let's say yeah, yeah. How bad do you think Officer Stavros got clowned at the police department after it all came out? No, well, because you got to remember, you got this cop. We don't know how Stavros looked, man. We know how Richard Ramirez is. He's on coke. He's fucking wiry, and he's going to, like, come on. It ain't hard. You don't give the fucking cop a bad name. But you, you give him a bad name, but you don't. Like, you got to look at how it works. It's us and the cops. We're going to get away, man. Or yeah, People but, like but Ramirez, he wasn't but, even cuffed up or nothing. No, yeah, what run, kind of a man, cop? Like, no, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, he's he's all lucky. alone, though. Imagine. Right. Soon as, I know as soon as the radio call went through, he should have cuffed him. No, right. I'm not even saying that. I'm saying this. What kind of a cop worth of salt? Is like, hey, you're not the guy killing people in their homes, are you? <laughs> what the fuck is a killer gonna say? Like, oh yeah, you know what? You got me. No, the right. The, 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 what, what he should have done was he should have been like, listen, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm put your hands behind here, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna check you out, but I need to, you know. Right. That's what they do. You gotta secure the situation, dude. Think about this. So, so the LAPD or whatever right. sheriff, right? That guy. Asks. Was, who, who, who stopped him? Was Officer it, Stavros. Was, was it Sheriff's Department? I don't know, bro. It was probably California Highway Patrol oh, because okay. it was on the freeway, right. maybe. I don't fucking so know. But listen, who, my point is, is cops can get a guy, put him in handcuffs, lean on his neck for eight <laughs> minutes and kill him, right? right? Who right. who maybe wrote a bad check or didn't. I don't. Right. We don't even know. Right. But the Night Stalker, right. on the other hand, they'll just ask you, did you kill yeah, a bunch of people? Hello! And then yeah. let you run off. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Right. And now you got cops crying because no one trusts them. Did you see that video of that woman crying? No, I didn't. Uh, we got to play that at some point. It's amazing. Cops afraid to go to McDonald's because she's afraid people are going to fuck with her food because no one trusts the cops. And she's like crying and everyone's telling her to shut the fuck up. Mm. All right. So that's how close they came to catching him that time. When the kid, the kid that never went through puberty gave that license plate number, they were able to put that to the car and they were getting closer. Eventually, they were able to find out the name. And from that name, they were able to go back and get the mugshot that was taken back in El Paso. Yeah, that's right. Once, and he went up to San Francisco, dude, the he San was in Frisco, yeah. He went up to San Francisco, yeah. right, to get out of the heat a little bit. Yeah. And uh, didn't he do something up there? Yeah, he killed. Yeah, he he killed. There, he yeah. killed like a nine-year-old or something yeah, up there. Some crazy shit. shit. Hung him from a pipe. It's terrible. Yeah. They get him, and the cops up there reveal what the cops in in, in Southern California Couldn't had figure out. Well, no, they revealed what the cops were keeping quiet because they wanted him to continue to use the avia shoes and all that other shit. 
But once the cops up there said, we know he's wearing Avia shoes. We know, they put that all in the newspaper. What does right. Richard Ramirez do? He fucking throws the shoes right. that would link him to the crimes into the, into the river. Right. They, they lost a whole bunch of evidence. But the mugshot, right. they put that everywhere. So when Richard Ramirez comes back to Arizona, right? Like he's, I mean, comes back from, yeah, from Arizona. He went to Arizona to meet with family. He's trying to lay low. Comes back to Los Angeles. And he realizes at the bus station that it's just crawling with cops. Because also, when he was stealing all the jewels, Richard Ramirez still all the pawning them. He had had a fence. Right, down on in in L.A. So he had a fence, and the fence in the beginning was like, oh, but some of the stuff started coming with blood right. on it, yeah. and some of the, the descriptions- <laughs> Oh, hell no. Yeah, and yeah. some of the descriptions- He's showing up to the fence with blood? Yeah. And the, and the fence oh, is starting man. to realize that the guy- kosher. Well, not only that, but once the- Book game and clean the jewelry off. Fuck. And we ain't got time for that. We, just, we got a little guts on it and brain matter <laughs> on the fucking chain. Just wipe that off. It's only blood. Right. Yeah. He doesn't take showers and water, so he didn't use anything to clean it. <laughs> so they, so then the fence starts realizing, like, oh my god, because they called him Ricky down there. Oh, Ricky's up oh, to something. You got some explaining to do. Yeah. So he's like, man, I think this. And then when he heard the descriptions, it matched the right. the Ricky, right? Yeah, so he's so like, now they're all knowing. So now they know. So the fence contacts. The authorities and says, "Listen, you can't bust me for anything right now. I'm going to tell you some serious shit." But and he assures them, and then he explains, "Yes, and that's how they get down to the Greyhound bus. That's why it's crawling with cops." Mm. Ramirez comes in, sees all the cops. Somehow he gets off a Greyhound bus and into a stolen car away from the cops. They didn't get him. Damn. But he stops to get something to eat. At like a Mexican restaurant, right? And he still is not quite sure what's going on yet. And he's sitting there eating, but he feels, Ramirez feels something, right? And he looks up, and the woman in the restaurant is staring at him. And she's like, El Matador. El Matador. And he's like, he's like, holy shit, which, you know, that means the killer, right? And in the in the in the in the male uh guy owner of the restaurant's like calling the cops already. And Richard Ramirez gets up and he runs outside and he looks down and on La Opinion, right, is a giant picture of him. Mm-hmm. And everyone's got one. Mm. And he's outside. <laughs> and, and like everybody. It's like a movie. Dude, I swear to God, he goes outside and people are like, El Matador, El Matador. And like everywhere he goes, right, kids start following him and he's like, get away, I got a gun. And he's trying to like, whatever. But everyone knows he's the killer. He tries to steal cars, right? Tries to pull people out. And they're like, it's the killer. And they're like driving away and like they all can see him. So now. A mob's coming. Someone's called the cops. He's trying to get away. Helicopters. All this shit is starting to come. So now he starts running on foot, right? Now we're getting to the part where the Latin community did what the cops couldn't do, right? They couldn't catch this guy. Running down. So he's like running on foot. I'm going to go to it. Hold down the fort for a second while I find this patch because, dude, this is worth it. This, this, this description. Get of what, to it. All right. Let me get to this. Yeah, so he fucked up. <laughs> so they had so but, many pictures of this fucking yeah, but guy like, everywhere, and like, that picture was—it was dead on, dude. You gotta remember, he started when when he was when they were starting to recognize him. 
All right, he's he was on Skid Row, so the people that actually got him, he was up like a good two two miles up into the Boyle Heights area, so he mm. had to cross over one of those bridges, whether it was the Seventh Street Bridge, the Sixth Street Bridge, the Fourth Street Bridge. He had to get. So what he did was he actually went from where they were starting to notice that it was him. He had to take, and that's a stretch, man. Like that, you have to go over the riverbed and to get into East L.A. because that's where the, the the mob got his ass. He was hoofing it, and he was trying to fucking get. Wasn't he trying to in a driveway trying to steal someone's car? Yeah, hold right. on. Okay, so check it out. So unbelieving, right? Ramirez shot, grabs a copy of the Lo Pinion, and and he runs out of that place where he was eating. Before he got in a few feet, the store owner called the police. Soon, every cruiser in East L.A. What are you doing, Lefty? Yeah. Okay. Oh. Uh, was speeding towards Southtown Avenue. Helicopters were also. He ran. Richard read the account of his identification in Sheriff Block's press conference. He had wow. to get away. No matter what, he had to escape. He ducked into a yard, effortlessly vaulted a six foot fence, running for all his life was worth, headed toward the Santa Ana Freeway, right. leaving his right. black knapsack in the yard of a house. Right. All right. He went over another fence, ran down a hill. Uh, cars were zooming by, 70 miles an hour, breathing hard, heart pumping, his legs weak, covered with sweat, right? He waited for the right moment to dart across the freeway. So now he's running across the freeway, mm-hmm. all right? I don't know if you've ever tried to run across the freeway, but yeah, it ain't easy. a busy freeway. Right. All right, so once he gets on the other side, the freeway is up another hill. Now he's just scrambling. Right away, he gets to a bus stop, jumps on the bus, right? Which right. is how he used to get away from sure. a lot of the murders. He would steal a car, go murder, rape, steal, dump the car, take the bus back. Right to the road. The right. Right. The so 18. he jumps on the bus. As soon as he sets foot on the bus, everybody recognizes him. Wow. They're like, that's the killer. And they yeah. start pointing at him. The bus stops, right? So he jumps off. And now he realizes everybody knows his face. There was nowhere for him to hide. He needed a car. So with a car, maybe he could get to Mexico. Maybe he could just get the fuck out of Dodge. So he's running down the street. People on porches and their yards right. are recognizing him. They're call- yeah. Everyone's calling the police. Yeah. Teenage Mexican boys begin to follow him until he said, get the fuck away from me. Right. Um, there's cop, cop sh- helicopter searching for him. He needs a car no matter what, right? Uh, so... Uh, he spotted a lone woman sitting in a running uh, automobile on the corner of Indiana and Whittier. Man, he was far. Right. <laughs> her name Man. was Manuela Villanueva, right. and she was waiting for her boyfriend, Carmelo Robles, who'd gone into the grocery store to buy tamales and coffee for breakfast on the go. It was a little after 8 in the morning when this is going now, oh. right? So she sees Richard, the night stalker, running toward her. Right, thinking he looked peculiar, worried, and very upset about something. She thought maybe he was like a tough guy, but as she came closer, she realized, holy shit, this is the Night Stalker. Oh, wow. Right. How, so long, I, how long was his picture circulating? Was it like going for like a day weeks. or two? Or? I oh, mean, well, a, long right, time, a long time, right? All right, all right. As he reached the car, he said, Mataron mi mama. He tried to say, like, my mother had died, right? Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, nah, I ain't giving you my car, right? right? This is what's interesting. I don't know any other communities where the yeah. serial killer is running up to you and they're like, <laughs> you're going to give me your car. And the people from this culture are like, nah, it ain't going down yeah, like that, yeah. Mr. Serial no, Killer. No, no. You don't hear that from like a lot of other cultures. Well, you don't have a serial killer running around through the cultures anyway throughout the day. Yeah, but like, dude, what kind of, <laughs> I, I, I'm just trying to, yeah, no, true, but what I'm saying true, is it's true. like, think about it. 
Yeah, I mean, think about well, the women. Yeah, he, yeah, he think about the women you know. Up. Think about the women you right. know in your life. Right. They're in a car and they see a serial killer running up to the car saying, "Give me the car." How many of the women you know be like, "Nah, you ain't taking this car." <laughs> I know a few. You need to ask Smitty that question. Yeah, exactly. Smitty, how many women? How many women? He yeah. doesn't know any women. All right, now look. <laughs> Debbie, Debbie will run the other way. That's, I think LA was like that more than Orange County. Right. right? Yeah, right. the communities were tough. I'm just saying, they were tough. So, yeah. so, so tough. She, tough he, he goes, hey, I got a gun and grabbed her arm and tried to pull her out. She'd been, she started screaming help. Right. As he grappled with her, her boyfriend, Carmelo, right? right? Short and strong with a rock hard jaw and black mustache and sounds like El Chapo. Yeah. And eyes uh, <laughs> rushed out of the bakery. Then he was joined by Arthur Benavides, who ran out from a small right. two-seat barber shop just down, right? Hey, get away from her, Carmelo yelled. Richard saw the two men hurrying toward him and the shock in Arthur's face as he recognized him, and he bolted like yeah, a rabbit running into that. There. No, he ran, right? right? So Carmelo, the boyfriend's chasing him, and now there's another guy, Frank Moreno, right. who's also exiting the building and he's, that Richard ducked into. So now he's, Richard's jumping and vaulting over all these fences, right, across women's and, yard. Now listen, rather than chase him over the wall, Carmelo and Frank jogged around the block to see if they could right. cut him off, Right? <laughs> Both men knew the neighborhood well. Yeah, well, I was going to ask Lucky, <coughs> whose hood is that, right? Indiana and Whittier was that Indiana Dukes? I'm but not back sure. in Indiana Dukes in those days, I don't know if they, they had just started. I don't or know. Probably Eastside Cobras. He got to Perry yeah. Street or Perry Avenue and walked mm. into the front yard of a woman who, upon seeing him, began to scream and slammed the front door of her house. She, too, hurried to the phone and called the police. Now, imagine you're trying to get away. Everywhere you go yeah. that somebody, somebody sees yeah. you, they, they you recognize you're the they're killer. Sounding and, an alarm. and they're sounding an yeah. alarm. Yeah. Right? There's no escape. Right. Okay, no so he's, now he's exhausted, right? And it, 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 he's like sitting there trying to figure out what to do. So he heads towards Hubbard Street, right? Yeah. The Night Stalker heads towards Hubbard Street. He's right there. He's the Night the Stalker is getting stalked in the day. Yeah, well, it's a heart, yeah, right. heart of East LA. Man. He couldn't have picked a worse place. That's, yeah, that's crazy right there. It was a block made up of hardworking right. people, Hard work, yeah. right? For, for the most part, Mexican-Americans right. who toiled and battled all the inequities of life right. just to fucking make some money, sure. right? He on everyone on Hubbard Street knew Richard Ramirez had been identified as the Night Stalker, right? And he was Mexican. Game over. Right. And that I think it kind of pissed him off too that he was like gonna be seen as somebody from their community, right? Mm. They wanted to regulate that shit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. So Richard hops this fence and he ends up in the garden of Luis Munoz. Oh Lord. Who was uh, cooking hamburgers and ribs on right. a barbecue? Oh boy! Now, just, 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 just wait a second. Now, just, just put yourself. At eight in the morning, I, dude. Yeah, hey, well, that's. Oh, hey, he would have never, hey, he never made it out of that backyard of mine. Hey, listen. <laughs> let me tell you something. There's no time limit on when to start barbecuing. Exactly. <laughs> that's true. Right, yeah, that's when you barbecue. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. You, you get. Do you know how long it to do it right? How long right. it takes? Yeah, yeah. Then that's you have it ready for the afternoon. Right. So, so think about this. You're in the backyard. You're barbecuing. You got meat out. You got meat out, yeah. right? And the night stalker jumps over your fence. And he's right there. I think about that. And you're armed with a uh What, you got spatula? the big that big fork. You got yeah. the, yeah. the yeah. fork with the two prongs yeah. on it. The crazy part is most of the people I know would be in such shock. And dude, when Richard Ramirez showed up in some of these communities and killed people, there's two couple that's there's a couple that survived, a husband and a wife. She got shot in the face, he got right. shot in the face. They survived. Right. Right? What had happened to them was so out of the normal routine of things right. 
that that they were in such shock that they thought somebody was playing a joke on him. Wow. Like he got shot and he goes, "Oh my god, somebody shot you, honey. Are you playing a joke on me?" Yeah. And and then and then the night soccer shot that guy. Yeah. And they both survived and they, it took them like weeks to like just process. Yeah. But here Luis Munoz is yeah. in the back fucking barbecuing and the night stalker jumps over. Right. There's no shock. He no, doesn't he, he doesn't freeze up. He's and, processing he, within the second. He doesn't paralyze. Yeah. He doesn't stand there and go, "Hey, no, am I on like, candy?" Oh, bitch, you done fucked like, up. Yeah, he he yeah. goes, he goes, he goes, he as soon as he sees him, he takes this I'm giant gonna, spatula bro, out and waiting. says to the, Ramirez says, "What are you doing here?" And before it could, Richard couldn't give him any he good answer, when you started whacking him with yeah. the fucking spatula, so <laughs> Richard starts running. He's going to get hit with a giant spatula. So he jumps over another fence, right? And now he's in Faustino Pignon's backyard. Oh. Now, Faustino is a burly laborer and had been working on the transmission of his daughter's red Mustang. The car was running and jacked up and on boxes, okay? At the site of the unoccupied car with a running engine, Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker, saw his chance to get away, right? He didn't realize that Faustino was coming out of the house with a tool right when he saw that. Now, I'm going to ask you both, uh-huh. gentlemen, uh-huh. Lepke and, uh-huh. and Lucky, is there anything more sacred to <coughs> a Latin man than the red Mustang he's putting together for his daughter no right nothing i mean right no i mean you can't get any more sacred than that nope right now listen i know a lot of guys that unless he's fixing his mom's car listen right that's a notch above nobody's taking that dude i'm telling you i know a lot of guys who bought their daughter's cars and they don't have anywhere close the level of dedication and loyalty that this fucking faustino has Right. right So Richard Ramirez jumps into the Mustang, puts it in gear, and steps on the paddle. Faustino was not going to let him take his daughter's car. He had bought it for her with very hard-earned money, and he knew his daughter loved that red Mustang. He would sooner die. Yeah, hell yeah. Then let that car. Now that's what I'm talking about, man. Then let that car be stolen. Him straight, man. He ran in the street. Yeah. He ran yeah, and grabbed Richard by the neck yeah. with one hand. Yes, right. And while trying to grab the car keys with the other. Yep. Now think about that. I mean, really, <laughs> think about all the people yeah. you know in your life. Yeah. How many of I've them? I've done that. I've done that. Grab someone's yep, neck, I, yeah, right? And grab the keys. Out and of grab the, the keys. I pulled yeah. that motherfucker out. That's right. One, and once, and it's one. a special type of man right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So There's a type the, of individual the to thing, think that way. The thing that makes the story worth telling more than anything else, because like, when you read the bad shit that this guy does, right. you start to bum out. You're like, fuck, that, I yeah. don't even think that. It's not even in, like, Hillside Strangler wasn't good either, but it's like, it, this was the most depressing thing. But when you read what these people do, yeah. your spirit comes back. Yeah. Right? Right back. Right. So, <laughs> Faustino's hands were strong and like a vice around Richard's necks. Get away. I'm taking the car. I have a gun. I'll kill you, Richard said. Right? right? <laughs> Faustino says, you are not taking this car. Exactly. He grabbed the wheel, turned it, steering the car into the chimney of the house. Ooh. Faustino was thrown the car uh, to the ground, and the car stalled. You cannot take this. Now, listen, he's been thrown down. The car ran right. into the chimney. Faustino right. falls down. He still gets up and says, you cannot take this car. Reaching in and grabbing the car keys, which, he, which Richard dropped on the floor. Richard got out of the car. Now he's like, fuck. This, <laughs> this is like 18th escape attempts not working out. He, he gets out of the car, and he starts running. There was a five-foot fence across Pignon's driveway, and he went over it easily. Like it wasn't even there, Pignon said. Mm-hmm. He ran inside. Remember, he was QB. 
He ran inside and called the police. When Richard got to the sidewalk, he saw Angela De La Torre in a bright red dress getting in her car, which was parked in front of the house she shared with her husband, Manuel, and her daughter, Amber. It was Amber's fourth birthday. Amber was going to the market on... We, uh, Angela was going to the market, her mom, on Whittier Street to get candies and sweets for the piñata <coughs> at Amber's party. Going to be at 3 p.m. That day, Angela, uh, Angela was 28, had dark hair, very attractive, with a heart-shaped face and round, naturally pouty lips. She looked up and saw Richard rushing toward her. Her eyes wild and frantic. She knew who he was at first glance, recognizing him from the news reports, and began to scream, El Matador, El Matador. Everybody's got this dude's number. Right. There you go. He demanded her keys, threatening her. She bravely declined. Now think about that. Again. Right. She's not even in a car for like metal protection. She's outside. Mm -hmm. The Night Stalker's running to her, and he's like, give me your keys. And she's like, no, I'm not giving you my keys. He punched her in the stomach. Mm. And took the keys out of her hand. Already in the car was Angela's neighbor, Lourdes Estupinion, who leaped from the front seat and ran back towards the house, taking up Angela's cries, El Matador, El Matador. Mm -hmm. Across the street, Jose Burgoyne was watering his lawn when he looked up and saw Richard's stiff legs, shoulders hunched, approach Angela. The moment she began to scream for help, he dropped, Jose drops his hose and rushed to her aid. Mm -hmm. Think about that, Right. Right. I mean, there's trouble. Yeah. He doesn't even think. He drops the hose, rushes to her aid, right? His two sons, Jamie, Jaime, and Ernesto, a few feet behind him. So all the men are going to start doing some man shit. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. As he reached the car, his head cocked belligerently. He demanded to know what Richard, who by now had gotten behind the wheel, thought he was doing. Get out, man. Get out of the lady's car, he Bro. demanded. Richard ignored him and put the key into the ignition. Manuel... Angela's husband came running from the back of the house. He had been in the yard when the fracas started. Lourdes called him, told him somebody was hurting Angela, his wife. Right? Manuel loved his wife passionately and would defend her to the death. Right? Uh, like most Mexican men, he would sooner die than let his woman be harmed. Mm-hmm. Right? Absolutely. All right. You better believe that. So when she said El Matador, he knew exactly what she meant. He took one look at his wife's panic-stricken, tear-streaked face. Anger filled his heart. He grabbed for a metal bar that he used to close the front gate. Oh. Right? It was, stick. <laughs> <laughs> it was two feet long, curved into an L. Ooh. Right? And it was as thick as a fat cigar. Bar in hand, Manuel runs up to Richard, who was still trying to start the car. He opened the door and slammed Richard in the back of the head with a pipe. Yeah. Right? Dragged him out of the car. Ramirez leaped from up and began running in the middle of Hubbard Street towards Indiana Avenue. Angela and Lourdes continued to scream as more people came out of their homes. Hot on Richard's heels, Manuel and Jose and his sons gave chase, screaming, El Matador, El Matador. And it started echoing down the block. As Richard ran, he turned around and began sticking his tongue out hissing like a snake at his pursuers really wow imagine that yeah like trying trying to scare him with some like satanic shit or something okay at the sign of him doing it the women did make the sign of the cross and look down because they're like strict catholics manuel swung the metal bar again now it hissed through the air he missed 
They went on a few more steps. Manuel swung again, hitting Richard on the top of the head, and he went down. He went Ma- down. Manuel stood over him, raising the metal bar high above, above his head. Richard says, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, no, no, this is Manuel. Go ahead. Get up, man, and you're fucking dead. And then he tells his wife, get my gun. Go get my gun. Mm-hmm. She was about to, but Lourdes talked her out of it. Mm. <laughs> Only no good can come from that, she said. Jose Burgoyne's boy stood by menacingly. Blood ran down Richard's neck and fell in droplets on the black tarred street. By now, LAPD and LASD police cruisers were on their way. The first to arrive was Sheriff Deputy Andres Ramirez. A call had come to him reporting a man with a gun. He, came, he had as he came to a stop near where Richard was sat bleeding. No idea what had happened and what was going on. He saw De La Torre, Pinon, Burgoyne, and his sons, and the metal bar in Manuel's hand. A large crowd was gathering. De- uh, Deputy Ramirez got out of the cruiser, approached. He had been brought up on Downey Road just four blocks away. It's him. It's him. We caught him, someone said to Deputy Ramirez. Him who, he was saying to himself when he looked down and saw Richard and immediately recognized him. He was, had the mugshot of Ramirez taped to his visor. What's your name, Deputy Ramirez said. Ricardo Ramirez, Richard said. Jesus Christ, it's him. The deputy who caught Richard Ramirez, his last name was Ramirez. It's weird. Wow. So then Deputy Ramirez says, how badly are you hurt? Right, he got the night stalker got whacked in the head with that iron pipe. Mm. He didn't answer. He just looks down. He let Deputy Ramirez handcuff him. He was frisked. He was called for an ambulance. What happened? And they told him everything that happened. Now I want you to think about this because I saw an image of it. Mm -hmm. They had the night stalker in custody, Mm -hmm. right? Yes. Who had been attacked, and they got him medical services like almost immediately Mm. like when you see him in the car he's got bandages on his head already Mm -hmm. these police with the night stalker who if anybody should die in custody it's probably this guy right right yeah but floyd and (laughs) i can't remember the name of that other guy there's another guy that they shot in atlanta Mm -hmm. right they shot him in the back twice rayshard They shot him back in the. Tw- they shot him in the back twice. This this guy recently, Rayshard Jackson, I think it might be, but it's Rayshard. They shot him, and he was bleeding on the ground. And the and the and the and the police are supposed to for their protocol. As soon as the person's done, they're supposed to call and give administer medical aid for two and a half minutes. They just let him bleed on the ground. One of the guys actually stepped on his chest, like they just let him die there, and that's why they're being brought up on charges of murder in the first degree, these cops. But the Richard Ramirez, who almost arguably probably did it, (coughs) they're able to get him medical services and- Ask him how he's doing, Mr. Ramirez. Right, how is he doing? You hurt, Mr. Ramirez? Right. How do you feel? Can I get you a soda pop and a honey Do you need anything? Do you You need need a a cigarette, Mr. Ramirez? Right. So, anyway, as, the cops come in and they bring everything together or whatever, right? They start asking him. The cop uh, say, are you Richard Ramirez? And Richard Ramirez says, yeah, it's me, man. They, they, sat him, they sat him down on the curb and cordoned off the area. 
The press just shows up. <clears throat> now he's now. Now he's uh, in custody, and now it's becoming a big police news story. They caught the bad guy, right? But I'm thinking that the, the cop, what? what happened? Go ahead. The reason why the cop uh, get on that mic probably had him uh, bandaged up so quick because they didn't want him bleeding all in the patrol car. I mean, is there a picture of the? Because I see yeah, the footage. Yeah, he's I got. Did you see that? Him. It looked yeah. like he's got like an ace bandage around his head. Fact, I, I saw the TV when they caught him. Officer Rodriguez, when they got him in the car, Officer Rodriguez told him like, "Hey, don't worry." There was there's footage. Pull that and see if they have that footage. I yeah, I do. They but, have that. But we, the people who are listening can't see it. Oh, yeah. But yeah, he's he's in the back with that bandage on his head. Right. It looked like a turban. But the guy says. To the officers, reassure the Night Stalker. They go, listen, man, nobody's going to hurt you. Don't worry. You are in our care, and nobody's going to harm you. That's what the cops say to him. It's a direct quote. Yeah. Officer wow. Rodriguez. So they take him down. Oh, they take him down. Hollenbeck Station. Yeah, that's right. Does, it, does, he come, does he just come clean with everything from the gate? Um... Not exactly. Eventually, he gives a confession, but then he recants the confession. Then he plays all these games in the, in, the, in the courtroom. He's got two public defenders. They've never had a murder case before. He wants the youngest ones. They don't know what they're doing. And he's in there, you know, giving a confession. He's first, he's like shy and nervous, and then eventually starts looking like Johnny Cage. Right, like all of a sudden he gets these letters from these women. There's a ton of women right. who are way into him. Yeah. And Sean's pulling up his his computer. He's got the arrest. And he's quiet spoken. <laughs> yes, he is. So Richard Ramirez is getting in the back of the car. Yeah, he's bleeding pretty good. Yeah, he's bleeding bad. He got cracked with a bar. Yeah. That's him being arrested right there. It's crazy how they have the media there. The, the, what was that, KT? What was that name of that movie? KTLA? No, not KTLA. It's got, um, NBCLA? No, that's another one. Uh, they're on La Cienica by Jefferson. That news. But he looked like he was in a detective's like, car because the upholstery was it's white. AM News Channel. What's the AM News Man, Channel? Man, I don't know. Bro. 570? I'm a lawyer. AM. 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 Dude, we're talking. AM is like. The Smitty. The that's like 1972 stuff, bro. News? That's always you. I'm a lawyer. You're a lawyer. You ABC? should know all the AM stations. ABC? Never mind, bro. I mean, I can't get nowhere with this. I'm not from AM. <laughs> KBIX. KSUK? KDAY. No, it ain't KDAY. KGAY. 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 Yeah, get on there. It's KJ. K West West. KY. All right, so. KY, exactly. KGAY. KG. Oh, KDIK. Nope. KD. All right. <laughs> Schmitty like that. Close. All right, listen. So, um, so they 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 get him down to the station, and they're like trying to figure out where his mental status is. And they're like, sure. "What day is it? Friday?" Uh, and he's like, "No, it's Saturday." And they're like, "Okay." KNX News Radio. Thank God you. K and fucking NX, bro. 
And it's been around a long time. KNX News, man. Okay. And the only thing beat them is the fucking... K-Day. The bus lights. Right. The, the, 1070. Yeah. Right. Yeah. K-S-U-K. K-Suck. Nope. Okay. It ain't got nothing to do with that, man. That's that's an important station. You put that on? You put that on when you leave your house? No. Yeah. Let, let me finish. You'll learn something. No, you ain't gonna learn shit. You put that on when you're not home. And then you put that fucking news radio on. And so the burglars, when they get to the door, they, they hear that fucking news station. It sounds like people are talking. You know oh, what? There's man? people in that house, man. We're not gonna rob it. Now that you just gave that up, they all know that. So they're going to listen for K-Nex and be like, that's the next house. K-Nex, that's the next house we're going to run. the news is on, get in there. You yeah. can't hear the news. Who listens to the Dude, news? It they're doesn't asleep. sound like you, you missed Is there it. anybody you know now that listens to the news listen, in their house? It doesn't sound like the news. It sounds like people are in there. Like the house is occupied. Yeah, imagine the house is down on Hubbard Street. So where and it's are we like, at? What happened? Oh, okay. with, so where is he? In Holland back? Did they take him to Holland back? Yes. Yeah. Right. God damn it. I'm a lawyer. Right. Yeah, you're a lawyer. <laughs> he did, did he bypass the, the Parker Center? I don't know. You I know don't... what Parker Center is, right? Yeah, I do. Yeah, that's, where they, that's where the, you, you really talk to the fucking detective. So Parker what do they, they fucking so bring So anyway, they bring him in, right? And, and, and Ramirez, now he's caught. He's all deflated. He can't. He's like, why did Satan do this to me? Yeah. He let me down. Satan let me down. He's why? like, I don't get it. And you know what's crazy is there was one murder. It was a 16-year-old girl that he tried to murder. Now, listen, the parents, listen, this is a cautionary tale. Sometimes my wife is always trying to get me to check all the windows, and sometimes I get a little annoyed because I'm like, what the fuck? What do you mean check all the But she's like, what if somebody tries to break in? I'm like, I ain't no, but I do it, right? Yeah. After reading this, I'm never going to question my wife ever again on that. Because she, so the parents in this house, right, uh, her name is Whitney. Parents in the house, lock it all up. Whitney's hot in her bedroom, so she opens the window. She's sleeping. Richard Ramirez crawls through that window and hits her in the head with a tire iron, right? The 16-year-old girl. Hits her in the head with a tire iron. He's planning to rape her, okay? The parents can't hear anything. They're downstairs. They don't hear anything. They don't wake up. He ties an electric cord around her. While he's tying this electric cord around, Richard sees blue sparks on the electrical cord and it mm -hmm. freaks him out and he sees like a blue mist and he thinks it's Jesus Christ trying to stop him Ooh. and he freaks out and leaves she the girl doesn't die she, her mom and dad come to wake her up because she didn't get up and they see all this blood and see her like kind of like bound and stuff and they're like what happened she's like I can't remember she couldn't remember anything that had happened that freaked him out, and Richard kind of thought, like, maybe my satanic powers are weakening. So this is why now, when he's being finally caught, and he was upset that he was caught by regular people. He wanted to be more famous than Jack the Ripper, mm. right? Yeah. And it, it shocked him that he'd gotten away with so much, and then his end was brought by just regular neighborhood people. Brought him down. So he believed that in some way Satan was punishing him. Mm. So he was bummed out. So when they brought him into the station and they were talking to him, he said, I want the electric chair. Mm. They should have shot me in the street. I did it, you know? Yeah. You guys got me. The Night Stalker. Hey, let me have a gun and play Russian roulette. I'd rather die than spend the rest of my life in prison. Can you imagine? The people caught me, not the police. Yeah. He stopped and laughed and continued. I fucked his ego up. You think I'm crazy, but you don't know how Satan, you don't know Satan. Of course I did it. So what? Give me your gun. I'll take care of it myself. That's what he said. Right. 
when he was originally caught. Then when they saw he was, he, they were taking notes. He shut up. Yeah. He's like, he definitely went on suicide watch when he hit that <clears throat> county. Right. So yeah. what happened? So you were there when he was in county, right? I was fighting. Uh, they locked me up. Like I said, they had locked me up for the Olympics on, and I, on the GTA. I went in there. I took the year quick. The deal was a year, 365 days reprimanded to the county of the sheriff's department, 1984. And when I got up to 9,500, this, uh, this officer Richardson, he's an old school cop with a cigar in his mouth, went up there. And he, uh, and, and he walked with a few deputies through 9,500, and he grabbed me. He grabbed another uh, 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 homie. He grabbed like four of us, and he said he took us out in the hall. He goes, you guys want to be like, that's how they used to do it back in the mm -hmm. day. They had a trustee list, or they went in there, and they just they looked through. They looked in there, and they seen, you know, they just looked at people. They and looked they, at people, and yeah, they felt they like, like you fit you. the bill. Yeah, you, you, and you. Come you on. You look like a regular. Yeah, you want to go to work? And where I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm. He goes, well, he goes. They got back in those days. There was a JRC. It was a, a slip of paper. Yeah. And you went by the JRC. That was your ID, and the cops held that. So he got my JRC, and they went in the booth. He fucking went on the computer, mm -hmm. typed in what I was there for, seeing that I was doing county time. Yeah. Anybody that wasn't fighting a case. That had already been sentenced doing county time. Yeah, he took like five of us. He took. He got two. Well, you know, because you know, so he got. Think, but, think about it. You're a he, fucking right. sheriff, and you're walking through the county jail. You're a sheriff. You're walking through the county jail, and you get to decide who you're gonna have working in different areas. Right. Who you would have an idea of who you're picking for what, wouldn't uh, you? Yeah. All right. Who you could work with? Who could handle it? Who all could, that stuff. Who dude. even has the right look to keep everything under control? All that, bro, because I'm telling you, like I said before, when I would get to the county, and this was in in the mid-late 80s, uh, I'd see all all the dudes that were all the trustees were usually all dudes that were coming from the joint. They'd right. been to the joint that already... Those were the dudes that had all those types of porter jobs, trustee jobs, right. all that shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But in this situation, he didn't want people that were fighting their cases. That was the whole criteria of the whole thing. He's like, he asked us the questions. He got two whites, he got two blacks, and he got two, you know, Hispanics. So I fell in the category of the Hispanics. Right. And plus, I'm kind of like an individual that could communicate with all three races. That's right. I think that might have been one of the reasons. Because I was, you know, so anyway, he pulls me out. And they take us down to uh, five, the 5,000 floor, which was a trusty floor back in those days. I heard they, they when they shut down 9,500, for, just for the listener knows, 9,500 is where all the, uh, the, um, the reception people went till they waited to go to modules. So they took us down there, dressed us, put us in, a, in, in the two-piece. We had a two-piece. Back in them days, it was, a, it was a powder blue bottom and I think like a beige top. Cut. They dressed us and they put us in there and then... Uh, and then and, and and when they dormed us up the the where they had but the section that we were in the guys when we when we got in there they let us know that that, that we had two responsibilities and it was it was Monday through Wednesday we would work the ding module and the ding module to explain what it is is it was on the 4000 floor where they put the the crazy people and what we would do is we we so then they gave me a red uh, a thing to wear around my arm it was like a red, uh, uh, it's not like a, it's like a band, but a piece of like, it's like a bandana and you tie it around your, and it's, and we were escorts and we would escort the dings, the crazy people down to the court line though, that had to go to court. That was one of the responsibilities. And the other one was from, uh, Wednesdays, Thursday, Friday, 
And Saturday, the Thursday and Fridays, no, it was five days we work and we'd have the weekend off. So Thursday, then they had the weekend crew. So Thursdays and Fridays, I worked in the 7,000, 1,700 kitchen, which is you go through the, you go down on the, they call it the old side. We're all living on the new side. So there's two sides of the county. You have the 4,000 floor, the 5,000 with 9,500. And then you have the other side, which is the old side, which was considered the second high power, the hospital, because there's a hospital over there. And, the, and then you had the, you had the, uh, the hospital, the 3,000 floor, and the 2,000 floor. Right. So, and then you had the hospital. So, what, so one of my duties in the, in the, in the, in the 7,000 kitchen was I would make all the meals for, uh, for whoever was on, we call it Celebrity Row, where they had OJ, where they had the Melinda's brothers. Right. And, and, and now I, Richard Ramirez. Richard Ramirez had his own cell. So, when, this is how, so the first day I remember, the first day that I got up there, yeah. we already knew he was up there. So the first day I got up there, you got to kind of picture this. You come off an elevator and you would turn left. And what there was, there was a cell right in front of the control booth. And it was sectioned off, and it said, warning, do not enter. So you could not get nowhere near that cell. That's the cell he was in. But he was directly in front of a control booth that you couldn't see into because it had a the two-way mirror. Mm-hmm. You know, like the mirror. So Wait, you, what? You never knew if the cop was in there. There or not, yeah. Yeah, you didn't Wait, know. Wait, what? Yeah. So was, the, where's the booth? Where's the booth? It was directly in front of it. It's like from Chumaha. Picture this. Oh, go ahead. The booth is here. Yeah. And Richard Ramirez's cell is where the bathroom's at. Okay, that's so that's right. okay, so that's probably right. like a fifteen. And it's a two-way glass, yeah, so, it's a two-way. so you can never see who's in that office yeah, and who's know. not. There yeah. might be three people watching you. There may be nobody in there. So, so his cell, right, you right. could see into his cell. Yes. Yeah, it was okay, a, it was and a, it's like fifteen feet away from the right. control room, which right. has the, t- the 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 two-way mirror glass. Right. So when I got that's up, crazy. There, the cops came out of the booth, man, and they lined us up, right. and they go, "We don't care what you do up here." With your cigarettes or whatever you have, the, the the two rules we have here is you don't go down that row, and you don't go where OJ and the Melendez brothers at. Because I had went back there and I got the job back. Yeah. And I remember I don't remember OJ, but I do remember the Melendez brothers. Wait, wait, that's another show. Right. right. <laughs> so they're like, okay, so this is what. It is. So we went to the kitchen. So we would prepare the meals for the people who were up there on the celebrity roll. Yeah. So because they had they had his own kitchen. Anybody Did they that, get special food? No, they got the same food. But what they would do for us is that from the ODR, the officer's dining room, yeah. we would get treated with this food, the, the special food. So what, every now and then the cop, be you know, like favoritism shit, yeah. they'd want to hook the tray up for They'd go, hey, you do, whatever you guys are eating, th- you know, make a few trays like that. You know, and then because the cops fed Ramirez. We didn't feed Ramirez. The cop brought Ramirez his food. Right. And back, I'm not, I just got to clarify something. Back in those days, there was a lot of fucking drugs in that county jail. Yeah. They were selling $25 uh, bindle of weed. You could yeah. buy 20 joints for $5 a piece, so people would buy the $25 bindle. Yeah. They'd stretch it five joints and sell each joint for $5. Yeah. You know, and make five. Or maybe they'd sell, you know, it depended on how you'd get the weed. Right. The, the, the spoons of heroin, like the, 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 the dime, street dime of heroin was going for 50 Yeah. And there was a lot of heroin. There was a lot of drugs in that county jail. This was around the time where you could get loaded in the county jail without, without a problem. Right. So at, around that time when I was in the trustee dorm, there was a lot of heroin. It was coming from downstairs. I'm not mentioning no name, no politics or nothing. We had a lot of heroin up there. Yeah. And I and I was starting to indulge in a little bit of heroin. And right. Was just, so I'd have to go half. So 25 and 25, me and my buddy that I used to get high with my uh, uh, heroin buddy, we would try to make money and we you get $40 each visit. 
Right. The money you could get, their cash money was flowing through the county. They had a bailout, a bailout slip and all that. So what was happening was um, <coughs> every you now get and a then. get wet 40. Yeah, you get a, every now and then I get a homie that would throw me a few things of weed and I'd sell the weed. Yeah. And I remember because I would sweep. And I would be sweeping, and I would be like, because I wanted to see how, you know, I would like. Because you heard time, the stories. Yeah, one time I walked with the broom, and yeah. I, I was sweeping, yeah. and I banged this door, boom. And then I kept going, and I came back around, you know, like, you know, so. And so what did you see, so man? So then I, there was a little blind spot, and he was at the window, right? Yeah. And he was trying to get my attention. So I told him like this. I go, wait, wait, wait. Was he tall? He was, yeah. I couldn't, you couldn't even see him. He would pass, because the window is like a door like that. Yeah. And he would pass the window. So his head. Sean, fix his goddamn. I, get, put, yeah, there. Okay. Oh, there you go. All and right. his head. So he'd have to bend down into the window like this. To look at you. Right. And so I, I, I caught his Wait, eye. Wait, did he look crazy to you? Yeah, I seen him on the street. On nah, I'm ask, yeah, but I'm asking you now. He looked a little bit more healthy. You know, he looked a little bit better. He didn't look like he, he looked did. a little bit more healthy. Yeah, because yeah, because he was like so. Because they, they took him off the shit, and he was right. So anyway, so this is what ended up happening. So yeah. what, so so I got inside. I I was he was eyeballing me, mm-hmm. and then I went. Did you feel like a chill on your spine no, I didn't looking him in the nothing, eye? Nothing, man. Because I'm just looking at him. I'm not. Okay. He's behind the gate. I'm not tripping. So did he seem like an evil presence? No, I acknowledged him. <laughs> I acknowledged him like like. Like, 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 because I know, because let me tell you, some of the hustle that we had was we can make money with those guys that were behind the door with candy. And there was just enough room. I had noticed I had went back on, like, after this time period had passed, I had, I had went back up there and I noticed that because I had got out. Started sizing up the spot. So what had happened was they ended up putting a block because his door was, there was this much room. Look, look. There was like this much room from under his door. Yeah. Because it was a sliding door. It opened like this. Yeah. They opened like they put the key in the door. goes like this. <laughs> So there was about, listen, there was about this much room. And then right. I got, like I looked at him and the first thing he told me, yeah. I'm a trustee. Right. And he knows that shit because they're taking him to court so he knows what's going on. He goes like this to me. He goes, like made the, with the joint and like this. Yeah. And I told him, all right. you know. So the, the other guys, I go, hey, hey, what's up? Has anybody ever... Sold him anything, and they're like, "Oh yeah, you can make some money with him. He'll buy everything." Right. So how did trust- he have money? He, he's getting all them women are visiting him. Man. That's true. The attorney, dude, he got so many fucking fan mail. It's disgusting, actually. Go ahead. So, I hit up one of the homies. I'm like, "Hey man, he he wants some weed, man." I told he's, he wants weed. He goes, "Oh yeah, just be careful because if the fucking cop, you'll get rolled up." Yeah. And if you can't fuck with it, and then you know. So I'm thinking, how can I get him? So I get, I get in the dorm, and I'm thinking, you know, I'm trying to put two and two together. I need money to shoot heroin. Right. You so got your I own did, so situation. What did, so what I did was, um, so what a lot of the trustees, what we would do is, what we would do is, is we would, some, on some dinners, we would get, like, that spinach. Yeah. And we would dry it out. And we would, like, bump, <laughs> like, we'd go up to, like, 9,500. Mm-hmm. We'd ball some of that spinach up and act like we were selling weed. So anyway, make a long story short. <laughs> I dried some of that fucking spinach out. Yeah. And I and I and I tied it in the balloon. And I told him I got his attention again. Right? Yeah. And like it took a few days, man. You have to like, because I wasn't trying to get rolled up because right. having that job is good. I'm eating right. the way I want. You know, I'm waking up. I, you know, I got to work. But so what happened was I, I had that, and I let him know when he came to the window again. Yeah. He came to the fucking window again, and, and I told him. 
that I'm gonna hook. I told him twenty. I, I made the sign twenty five dollars yeah. for the bag. Yeah. And he shook his head like this, and I told him wait. So I told him like this, like look over. Like I need to know when they're in there, because what they would do is the cop would they would do a count, like they do four counts a day up in the hole. Right. They would have to count four times to make sure these dudes didn't kill themselves or whatever. Right. So I I I, I told Ramirez no. What I did what, what, tell the, tell me tell I, I I go I'm gonna see how these cops do their count. Right. So I waited. So I watched. And it can, so you got to remember. So you got to first, you got to figure out how many cops are in that booth. Yeah. If there's two, if there's three, if two are going out to do the count and one is staying back, I can't pass nothing through that right. door. So I, I observed. It took me about a week. And right. I found, so I saw the three <laughs> count, three cops left the booth and I made my move, man. I showed him. I went. I showed him and I went. And the fucking money came out. I got my broom. I swept the money to the corner. <laughs> And I threw the fucking spinach under the thing, and I was gone. It was a done deal. My tw- that's half of my fucking How is he going to smoke it in there? Uh, they, we had lighters and cigarettes back then. They even let the no. fucking, Bro, the you, fucking you Night go, Stalker could fucking roll a joint. you could go see the chaplain, and he'd give you a pouch of tobacco, a book of matches, and a razor. What the yeah, fuck? Bro. Yeah, we're talking yeah. in a whole different time period. They yeah. would give you. They used to give you state-issued uh, tobacco in prison. Right. I'm telling you a true story. Listen, no, I'm not no, denying. I'm, I'm just trying to no, figure no, no, out no, no, like no, no, how no, the no, fuck. No, how no, does no, he have? How no, does listen. he have money? I'm gonna give you. Listen, so I went back. So at some point, so somebody told me because I tried to like. I went to the nurse. I got a sick slip. You know, I was sick. I was trying to stay off the floor for a while. Because mm-hmm. you, bu- cause you yeah, burned I got 25. Yeah, it was only 25. I, I can't get him a second. Mm-hmm. So homeboy came back and he goes, man, he's on the window every fucking day looking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like he's fucking. Like, I right, thought you sold him pencil fucking shit. No, it was a fucking thing. No, dried spinach. No, it was dried spinach, bro. <laughs> it was, I was looking for pencil shavings. Yeah, right. I right. was looking. At it. We dried the spinach out and we fucking. That's anyway. Good. Yeah, so anyway. Wait a second, so wait beat, a second. Hey, so he beat fucking Richard Ramirez. Wait, wait, wait. He got wait, him. He got him for 25. No, but listen, I went back wait, to that, bro. I went back to that fucking window. Yeah. Huh? Said somebody, and he was out there, and all I seen was the hand with a pentagram. <laughs> and he flashed the hand on and said, you're going to get like your. flashing the hand. And then one time I, I went, I'm like, fuck this. Dude. I'm gonna go there. And then the homie was like, fuck that fool anyway. He ain't, you know, like, yeah. you know, he, you know, like they're going to, when he gets to join, they're going to fucking get him. Anyway, so what I did was, I, I, He's, I, wait, wait, wait. I wanted wait, to go, cl- listen, I wanted to go clown him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he went like this. When he saw me, he went. <laughs> <laughs> he drug his finger yeah, across drug, his neck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like he's going to do I, something. Hey, hey, did it send chills down your spine? No, man. I wasn't worried about it. I was hoping he'd get out so I could, like, you know, boob up his ass. Yeah. Well, okay, but I'm still trying to wrap my head around. Like, that's a major project. I mean, basically, Lepke, like, I'm thinking about you, right? First of all, you got picked to do the this duty, right? Right. Okay. That uh, makes sense. You're going to, mm-hmm. no one's going to fuck with Lepke. Ding tank. Right. Shout but, out to Chava from White Fence. Rest in peace. But then, Steve, like, I, and Sean, like, I'm trying to imagine, like, so now Lepke's putting together a pretty good con. He's got it. He, Lepke's processing, like, wait a second. I got to make sure that if two cops enter, two cops leave. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. It takes him a week to figure out yeah, the pattern. Yeah, to figure. You yeah, know what I mean? all sorts of figuring out. Right. Especially they, if you're a trustee. Right. So, but but I'm just thinking about this. I'm just thinking about how devious Lepke is. He's like, okay, right. He's dealing with the Night Stalker. He's on a on a higher security floor, right? right? Big Lep. He he can't hide. There's no hiding Big Lep. No, he's almost got to do shit out in the open and then hope that you miss it. Right. It really seems like the right thing to do. 
you know? Like, yeah. So do everything with conviction and nobody will ask you anything. Right. And then he's just sitting there and he's up there and he's and then he's con- everything that Lepke tells me about what he's doing in county always involves a broom. Yeah. Right? He's always <laughs> sweeping. Yeah. And he's always hit. You must. Hey, hey, I bet like, you you can. That's the camouflage, man. You have to have like that. <laughs> you know, you got to act like you're cleaning. Like he, yeah. I swear yeah. to God, if you were trapped in a submarine down beneath and the submarine broke and you're down there and you need somebody that can tap on the submarine to get the attention of anybody, you're going to want Lepke with a broom. Because right. he could do everything with that broom. He can hit the door and get like, the attention. And I'm going to tell you the, another, another obstacle that we have, uh, better than the broom. It's yeah. the rag and the spray bottle. Wait, what does that mean? That you're cleaning, man. You're wiping. <laughs> if the cops, hey, the one thing they don't trip on, they always look. If you're just standing there, like looking like a, a mope, like they're gonna be like, hey, what are you doing, trustee? Hey, trustee, get back to work. I remember I was, I was hey, in trustee, Corcoran. Tell him, yeah. I remember when I was in Corcoran, I was uh, <laughs> doing fucking uh, <laughs> Porter in the building, in the three building. Hey, you remember, remember Shadow from White Fence? Yeah. yeah. He's in there, and so we're working, and 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 then. They had some motherfucking mini lockdown, right? Yeah. And it was for the brothers. So we were off. Yeah. They had us as porters. We were doing something. And I was like passing this note. And then I was telling Shadow, I got something I'm going to give you in the porter station. And he came up to me and we're right in front of like the, right in front of the fucking CO's <laughs> office. They're both sitting there, right? He walks right up in front of him and he hands me like two pa- two different packages. Note packages, right? Yeah, and I'm like, I'm looking like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Is he setting me up right now? And he yeah. has me in front of the fucking COs, so I just take him and fucking put him away as soon as he does that, right? Yeah, I'm like what the fuck? And then uh, as we're sweeping, I meet him over by the front door. I go, hey, why the fuck you front me off in front of those cops? What the fuck you doing? He's like, nah, man. When you start trying to fish that shit off somewhere on the side, right, in a blind spot. That's when they're going to come and fuck your shit up. It's you true. just fucking do it in front of them, bro. They're not. He was talking like that, right? And I was like, what the fuck? Uh, and that's kind of how it was. But I'm talking about this was upstate on a three yard. Yeah, but like, I, you know, I totally understand all that. And so, but what I'm the saying. The county's a whole different story. You're but what I'm sure. saying is, it's like, I'm even trying to, I, I'm even trying to imagine how funny it would be to see Lepke with a spray bottle and a rag, like juggling a cleaning act. While he's probably like carrying like some kind of bindle between his knees and like working a system out or whatever. No, I got that shit right in my pocket, man. I ain't put nothing's between them. And listen, bro, you know, man, man, the bottom line is like half the cops in that motherfucker. Sheriffs know exactly what's going on. Right. You, know, you just got to keep know. it. You yeah, just got to keep it. Don't put them off. You just, that shit undercover. Yeah. They know some, one of these criminals in here is going to try and make some money off this fool. And are they going to sit right. there and watch all day to catch a dude with a fucking candy bar? Or right. whatever it might be. They're right. like, oh, you know. But then the other thing that I think about, too, is that Lep, you got to do a lot of communication with your hands. Right. Right? And yeah. Ramirez, the nice... It was quick with him because I knew he wanted the weave. They, they, the, the other dudes... You knew like, he was dealing with the dope they, And the reason why the money came up from under the, the fucking door so fast is because motherfuckers were selling him weed. Right. But, but, my, but, yeah. my, <laughs> but my point is, is that, like, like my luck... Like, if I was in your position, Lepke, yeah. right, and my luck, I would get to the guy that I was going to sell the weed to, and I would do a hand signal, and he wouldn't understand what I was saying. Right. I'd be like, doing and a five, and a son of a minute, and the dude would be like, what? You know, right. like, huh? Or he would send to me like, oh, I'm going to wrap it up in the thing, and I'm going to throw it over the thing, and I'd be like, what? What's right. he talking? Somehow, though, you have ease of communication. You're right. like, 
Or he goes tell the, the sheriff to remove that guy because he keeps on trying to sell me shit. And then you're rolled up. Right. Right? That's yeah. why I don't do shit like that. Because in my luck, I it would be Smitty would be behind the glass. Right. right. And then I'd come up with Smitty with a broom. And then I would be like, two, five. And Smitty would be like, what? Are you trying to sell me weed? Like all loud. And I'd be caught. But not you, man. You and the Night Stalker, you're able. And you didn't feel. Now, do you believe in Jesus? Yeah, I believe he walked for. I would believe he walked for a purpose. I do. Do you believe in Satan? I believe there's a negative force. Yeah. Do you believe? Let me ask I you this. In coffee. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> but do you believe that? So you didn't feel anything like he was in league with Satan look, or man, anything. All I know is look. All I know is that 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 before any of the politics got involved in the county. Yeah. I know that if anybody would get at him. Like, yeah, you're, you're like it would upgrade your reputation to fuck his ass up, right? Because he's already he, the, the, the the community already fucked him up, right? So it's our duty as inmates or convicts to or finish the we job are, to get yeah to like catch him slipping. So right. I felt that I caught him slipping by getting his twenty five dollars, and I would have tried to do it again. I even thought about maybe I could convince him that the next bag was gonna be real <laughs> and try it all over again because that's yeah. that's yeah, how did I it, when he showed you the pentagram. Were yeah. you like, man, fuck no, no, you? No, I didn't give a fuck about none of that. It was like. I felt safe. I was even mad at myself for taking a few days off to let it cool down. But I like basically was... didn't do that for him. I did it because of the cop. I was hoping. Because you know how when you do something wrong, you always think it's going to come back? Right. Right. Yeah. And I, uh, you know, I didn't. Uh, Sean, I... like, I mean, have you ever been in a situation where you had to do hand signals and the person didn't get it? <laughs> no. Okay. No, Sean ain't been in that situation. I'm not in a jail, but you just anywhere. Like, I'm just saying, right. I was like, throw a two and a five, and the person would be like, right. 52? So what? Well, so what ended up happening to him? Well, so. Like, so for, he didn't, did he fight that? He was in there for years, wasn't he? The, his trial didn't actually come forward until uh, two years in. Right, it took because you know why it his took so was long? quicker than the hillside strangling. Yeah, right? but you know, yes. It's First of all, they only got one guy to deal with. Right, and the second thing is, is they had to process all those murders. Right, right. <laughs> so, but when they find and they finally got him, and right. um, didn't they hit him up in Quentin? No, there, there's no paperwork on. No, whatever. well, he was sent to San Quentin. Yeah, he went to Quentin, and he was sentenced to die. Thirteen death sentences or something. How many yeah, yeah, sentences? he killed thirteen people. He had like a whole he, bunch they, of death he was sentenced to die. Right, right. Yeah. I think they were going to gas him at right. that time. It was gas back in those days. Right? Yeah. yeah, but the thing is, is uh, he had appeals. Right, right. He had a bunch of appeals that he put. Stretch it all out, and he eventually died of uh, complications to like. He had cancer, didn't he? No, right. it was. Um, it was, uh, he died of, uh, no, 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 he didn't, have <laughs> he didn't, no, he died of, he died of, um, oh yeah, complications to secondary B cell lymphoma. Yeah, you're right. So right. that is cancer. cancer. You yeah. want to know how a lot of those guys die? That was in 2013. I'm going to tell you a lot of people, man, they get to that pen and you think that they're, you know, they're healthy, whatever, but they got that shit in the joint, man. It's called Jim Jones. And they start drinking that bullshit. It's What's like Jim a, Jones? It's like you put a little sprinkle of it. It's like a cancer. It's got shit in it that they. they Asbestos. Yeah. It's a cheap fruit punch. Right? It's a cheap fruit, and they they really actually use that shit to clean the grill after they grill food. Uh, you know, it fucking they, cleans they, it. They, it makes it shiny and everything. They put him on a psychopathy checklist. He right. scored thirty-one out of forty on the psychopathy checklist, which what is else? like so that means was, super fucking high. It makes him a primary psychopath. So he was psycho, yeah. 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 Um, zero empathy, absolutely zero empathy. So yeah, he dies in prison. 
But he's like got married. Yeah. yeah. So what's her name? What was her last name? Starts with an L. It was like Dia Dia Doreen Lira. Yeah. 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 Doreen. They they broke up. Yeah. Well, they did break up. And did when he, he was a beating somewhere. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Didn't they like in Quince? Thought, they yeah. caught him slipping. I thought he caught a beating yeah. somewhere. See Sorry. if you can find a pr- uh, San Quentin, San Quentin prison beating. Somebody, yeah, because because hey, know. dude, when that Frank Salerno who got the the Hillside Stranglers went to talk to him, right. he told Richard Ramirez, he goes, "I'm Sergeant Salerno with the Sheriff's Homicide. This is Deputy Carrillo with the Sheriff's Office. These are Detectives Tippin and Leroy Orozco." Right. And he goes, and Richard answered to Frank Salerno. He goes, "I know who you are. You brought down the Bianchi and Buono, right?" You're the one that they wrote about. And Salerno said it kind of freaked him out that Ramirez knew so much about him. Mm. And even De- Deputy Carrillo, who was the one who really was like pushing that this is a serial killer, his family actually moved and left him because uh, they feared for their lives because he was the one that was constantly in the news looking for these different murders or whatever. And they always were afraid that the Night Stalker was going to do like a revenge thing uh, on his family. So his family actually moved out of state. Really? Uh, and... Um, um, it was like hard for him because he was like a, you know, he's like a police dude, but his family doesn't feel safe being with him. Wow. Um, uh, and it's, and then there's also some information about his family tripping out because they're in El Paso. They knew something was wrong. They sent Ruth to visit with Richard to be like, like, you got to get off the drugs. Pull yeah. Pull it together. Pull together and stop so killing when, people. So when they found, so when the news hits that they got the Night Stalker and it's Richard Ramirez, his mom wouldn't believe it. She couldn't believe it. She was like, "That has to be a mistake. There's no way my little Richie could do that." Mm. And the dad was like, "Why do these things happen to me? What did I deserve such a fate? What did I do? I did my best for these kids." What do you say to that? What do you say to a dad? Who did his best, and one of the kids turns out to be the Night Stalker. Mm. No, what do you say? I mean, I don't know. What are your thoughts? Do you feel like there's just sometimes it's just there's nothing you can do? It's just a fucking... I don't know, man. I don't know. I feel like I, I automatically just tend to feel like something got missed somewhere. I think that's all on the Night Stalker. It's all him. He just chose that, you know? When he chose Satan over anything else, I think that's what really got him. Because once he made up his mind, he never changed. Yeah, but like, but but then, and let me ask you, Schmitty, uh, Doctor Schmitty. Yes. What about what causes what causes uh, a ch- does a does does the family? And I'm not saying they do or don't. I'm not. I'm asking you. What causes? Did they do anything that caused them to choose Satan? Well, the violence and the too much religion sometimes absolutely turns somebody the other way. If somebody's shoving something down your throat and you don't believe in it, you got to have that belief and that empathy. But he was like surrounded by violence. And then he had his brother go to Vietnam and show him all that torture and all the shit he got away with and how little he got punished. Mm -hmm. I think that he thought, you know, that's going to be me. I'm gonna get away with some, anything I want. How about some guy like and no uh, making time to come over to your house and play with your kids while you're at work with your wife? Oh, oh yeah. for sure. <laughs> how about that guy being on the good side, yeah, right? The, the the side that they tell you is about the good teachers and and yeah, and but I'm government. just thinking, you know, like good or not. Don't you start thinking that's a little bit? Don't you start investigating that or? 
I, I don't even know if I'd be okay with that going down. I think at that time, listen, that was then. I mean, you got to remember, there was a time where people weren't as on edge or on on alert that this shit was going on. I mean, remember when the priest in New York, bro, when the priest was like, I want to come over and take your kids camping. That was like a good thing. For a, <laughs> um, there was a period of time where that was like, oh, the priest is taking an interest in my yeah, son. Yeah, people are, they're like, oh, Boy that Scouts doesn't even and sound all right. That. Yeah, remember up. the Boy Scouts? No, that doesn't even sound right. <laughs> it became remember, the big like, gay how, thing. The it's big not child, gay. The child thing. Yeah. Why? Were you in the Boy Scouts? No, I fucking didn't join it because it looked weird to me. My, listen, my dad took me. My dad wanted me to be in the Boy Scouts. He was like, yeah. you should. They think that that's going to make you a man. I don't know. <laughs> Out in the wilderness. Wasn't there a bunch of funny care stuff of going on with Boy Scouts? Listen, Boy Scouts are declaring bankruptcy because there's so many lawsuits for pedophilia and covered up pedophilia. Now look it. I was in like sixth grade. And I was fat. And I think my dad was like, hey, you know, you can join the Boy Scouts. It's going to, like, toughen you up or something, right? Yeah. So, and I was like, man, I ain't joining no fucking boys. What are you? I'm not. What, next, what's next? The army? And he's like, no, nah, just go to one. Don't judge it. Just go to one. I said, fine. I'll go to one. So we go, right? He takes me to the Boy Scout meeting, right? He's not going to it. I am. <laughs> All right, fine. And it's in, like, an Elks Lodge or something, right? Moose Lodge, one of those type buildings. Right. The log cabin on, on the Robertson. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Took him to the log cabin. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I ran right? the hell out of it. Remember that. Do we go in there. Jay, and Jay steps up. Jay Westbrook steps oh. up, right? <laughs> With his medallions and his low cut. All right. That's a, we should probably do a log cabin show. Yeah. We ain't ever going Lush. back to that because of coronavirus. Yeah. Saw some crazy shit in my day. Anyway, I go to this Boy Scout meeting right and it's log cat and it is it's like a log cabin it's in the it's like not in the woods but it's like in a natural setting and i walk in there right i walk in there and like what do i see it's like the inside of the log cabin almost right and there's like 18 boys okay and all of them have a uniform on with short shorts, like what Smitty's wearing right now, yeah, right? Yeah, he's got the boy scout. With, with patches cool. and yeah. shit on it, right? Little decals and little stickers, right? Little scarf. weird shit. Right. And then they're wearing scarves yeah. tied around their neck or on the back. And who else is there? But there's older looking guys, right. like adults, grown men. Some of them with like beards and shit. And they're dressed just like the kids. Right. Everyone's wearing short. But they, the, the adults have a different color. I, and they've got handkerchiefs yeah. drawn around yeah. their neck. And it's little patches stuff. and seals and a sash. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, you know, all of the activities are like, mm. you know, standing in lines and running around. And Red Rover, Red Rover. It's just... And I'm telling you, I at that time didn't say to myself, like, there's a bunch of fucking child fuckers in this thing. But just some sort of instinct in my mom was like, there's something wrong. There's something that it don't make sense something to me. Right. These den leaders. Why? That's, how, that's how I feel about Corona. <laughs> yeah. Is that how that you feel? same feeling. I'll tell yeah. you what, dude. Uh, <laughs> something ain't fucking kosher. Yeah. I'm sure something isn't, but I'll tell. Look, something isn't kosher. There is something that's not right that's going on. I don't know exactly what it is, but sure. I'll tell you this: my wife's mother, the girls that work for her, her one of their husbands got coronavirus just right. this week. Yeah, and my wife's friends, right, uh, 
died. One of them died. And she was 20 something. What? Lungs filled up with fluid and got hard and God she died. Damn. Are you Corona. fucking serious? I'm not kidding you. It's Pneumonia. true. Pneumonia. Yeah. <laughs> it, it kills you. Pneumonia. <laughs> it kills you. It kills you. You know what? <laughs> you could never ask Schmitty to do a eulogy at like a funeral. Could you imagine <laughs> his voice? He was a great guy. We're all sorry to have lost Pastor Robert. <laughs> yeah. I'm a child. That so how long? So the, so he gets he gets tried for these. Yeah. So two he years gets, later. Yeah, two years later, and uh, and one of the jurors uh, became friends with him. Whoa. <laughs> and one of the jurors becomes yeah. friends with him. Like talks with him yeah, after. I like this case. <laughs> I found him interesting. So I, I pursued him. I, you know, I fucking, you know, yeah, I he get did this it. guy. And yeah. I voted for him to die. They yeah. all did. But later, when they found out the details of his life, a lot of the jurors were like, if we would have known yeah. that in a trial, we yeah. would have just given him life. We wouldn't have given him death because they realized he something happened to him. Teacher McCann came over and did all kinds of weird shit. He got hit in the head twice. He had fucking Polaroid pictures of Viet Cong rape pillage oh. shown to him. He saw a witness to murder right from him. You know, the whole night, sleeping in the graveyard, you know, the whole night. <laughs> they were like, we probably wouldn't have gone for the death sentence. Mm. And dude, he said some crazy shit. Like, once he finally got the death sentence, he turned to the press as he was walking out and said, mm. what's the big deal? Death was always part of it. Mm. I'll see you in Disneyland. Right. Oh, that was a statement. That's what he said. See you in Disneyland. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So that happened, but then he dies of cancer instead. Mm. Um, he got married once, and you know, it, there was like a ton of fan mail and all this other bullshit. Uh, yeah, they said they couldn't control the mail coming in. Yeah, that's how much mail he got. And they said that there was like Satanists that were like, right. you know, really like appreciative of like the all, work he done. Yeah, yeah all, he, how much he, he had promoted he, he the had a Satanism. Fan base. Right. Crazy. Right. Right. Like, dude. And then afterwards, he's doing press. Afterwards, he's on Maury. Listen to this. This is the one. What do they got him for a live fucking feed? Yeah. And they say then the then there a law that they can't do that no more or the, they can't benefit or financially. Yeah, 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 but listen, he's not benefiting. Listen to this. This is this is a survivor. Listen to this. You're survivor. in your bedroom all of a sudden there's a guy and it's the night stalker. At that time we were unaware that there was someone out there on a killing spree. Uh no no you and your husband. My husband and myself. Uh, there had been no formal notification that uh, someone was out there killing at random. And what, what did he do to you? He entered the bedroom. We argued briefly. He leaned over and shot me through the face. When I fell back onto the bed, my husband sat up. He then shot my husband in the side of the head. We both fell back on the bed, and we had a bit of a conversation between each other. We thought perhaps it was someone playing a sick joke. We couldn't believe the magnitude of what was happening to us. Then we became aware that he was standing there laughing. Later on in testimony, he would uh, tell people from his jail cell that he liked to watch people wiggle like little worms uh, before they expired after he'd shot them. I was very fortunate in that my husband found the strength and the courage to jump up and chase him out of the house. Whoa. Dude got shot in the head. He jumped up and chased the Night Stalker out of the house. Mm. Meanwhile, still dodging two additional bullets. Even though he had been shot in the head, you yes. were shot in the face. Wow. Yes. You pass out? No, neither, uh, neither one of us at any time lost consciousness. Later on, you helped, I assume, in, in the uh, 
in the arrest of Richard Ramirez. He was not arrested for three more weeks. He was still on the loose. Uh, we did uh, go to a lineup several days after his capture, which was on September 1st. And then we uh, were part of the process. Of no the problem IDing him, huh? For myself, no. There was none whatsoever. I will never, ever forget that face. Look at that I face. I talked to Richard Ramirez. It's crazy. A few months ago, believe it or not, uh, about another show. Uh, Listen to what Richard says to Maury Povich. Death Row in California. And everyone should see what this guy is like and how he treats humanity and the human condition. I think most humans have in them the capacity to, co to commit murder. Uh, it is no, not because... No, we don't, Richard. You know what? I hate when... Dude, I've watched a lot of these interviews. Mm -hmm. The guy's already behind bars and he's sentenced to death. And then like Maury Povich and these other interviewers act so fucking tough. Mm. That fucking pisses me off kind of. Kind of because I'm like, you know what, Maury? Shut the fuck up. Like all, all of a sudden he's got balls like mm. over the internet. And be like, No, we don't, Richard. We don't know want to kill you. <laughs> right? But if Richard showed up at his house. Yeah, he'd be like. Oh yeah, you're right. Let me get you a drink, Richard. Let me bandage Let me bandage you up. Yeah, yeah. more, more, more is a tough, more talking shit. Whatever you say, Richie. Whatever you say, Ricky. Right, right. You want to sodomize me? Okay, go ahead. Come on, Ricky Bobby. They choose not to, not because they are morally superior, as they so commonly claim, but because they are imprisoned in a web of responsibilities, commitments, beliefs, and sentiments. Richard. And that would render murder an absurd gamble or ridiculous wow. self-destruction. I mean, dude, it, 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 the thing is, is while you're watching it, right, they're filming <coughs> him like in the cell, no. right? Mm. And uh, it's crazy. He looks crazy. He's got these glasses on. Now he's, that's what I mean. He looks like Johnny Cage. He's got glasses on. He's crazy. Got, what, has he got the uh, sunglasses? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then like behind, there's a window. Yeah. Right, and you're like watching this, and behind you see Lepke go by with a broom, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. throwing no, some bags of oregano and shit. Up. He's no. hanging up. Hey, I didn't hey, understand hey, what's going on. He's got a clothing line. He's got all the spinach hanging from his clothes. No, but listen, I was about to say, I, I know that fuck. He ain't if he's on death row. He ain't got no fucking window in that cell. Yeah, no, you're right. I'm just joking. If you look real close at <laughs> the window in the back, you can see a potato getting peeled by Lepke. You're right. <laughs> Bruno yeah. He's got about six stingers and he's dropping them in a bucket. Yeah. And then, dude, you want to hear what one of his groupies sounds like? Like, yeah. what, what kind of a person likes this guy? Sick bastard. They are the women in black, admirers of Richard Ramirez. Why were you in the courtroom today? I just wanted to see what he looked like. I think he's cute. This woman, who gave her name only as Paige, calls herself a Satanist. She says Ramirez has written letters to her. These fucking crazy ass chicks out. One of them looks like Boy George. The other one looks like fucking Schmidt with a wig on. It's crazy. But listen, listen, listen. And that she's talked with him in jail. Everyone makes him look so bad, you know, but I know that he's he's a nice person because I've met him and I know. He's a nice person. Hey, man, when I'm rolling audio. Sorry. God damn it. But he's so nice. Listen, we'll make fun of her in a second. I don't hear. I know. He's convicted of 13 murders. I know. Well, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> she laughs. What the fuck? Imagine that's your daughter. Dude, my daughter, oh, man, could you imagine? Yeah. She's on the news. Yeah. He killed oh, 13 man. people. 
<laughs> I know, but it's so cute. Yeah. Everyone makes him out to be a bad guy. Yeah. They just don't understand him yeah, like I do. Yeah, I know he's good. I met him once. We sat down <laughs> yeah. and talked for two hours. He's a good man right there. Yeah, she'd be singing a different tune if yeah. he showed up at 3 a.m. with a fucking 22. Yeah, yeah, she wouldn't be laughing. But he's a, he's a really nice guy. Yeah, yeah. really nice guy. <laughs> yeah, sure. Hmm. He's a really nice guy. Take your word for it. <laughs> she needed to look at those crime scene pictures. See how nice he was. very out of the norm to be able to do that for a certain amount of time and length a period of time and get away with it. Oh, she's fucking nuts. <laughs> Can you imagine? People yeah. say people had better morals in the old days, but man, I see shit like that and I'm like, I'm not so sure. Yeah, These yeah. people are crazy. So, fuck, man. I don't know if there's anything more to squeeze out of this fucking thing. I will say this. <clears throat> he had a... Oh, yeah. Doreen Leoy, right? She wrote 70 letters to him. They got married. They got married on uh, October 3rd, 1996 at San Quentin State Prison. And uh, they don't say till death do us part when you get married on uh, death row. Oh, okay. They leave that part out. Oh, okay. I don't know why. It's like assumed or they just know that's that's what's going to happen. Did they abolish uh, the death penalty by the time... Yeah, he wouldn't no, have. He wouldn't have gotten executed anyway. No, there was no death penalty. I don't think there was a death penalty then. But then they reinstated it. Not in '84. There was no death penalty, right? Shimano, no death penalty. I don't know. I don't but know. They reinstated it. Uh, at his first court appearance, Ramirez raised his hand with the pentagram, the uh-huh. one that he flashed at Lepke for burning him, uh-huh. and yelled, "Hail Satan!" Yeah. Uh, <laughs> then some of the employees in the jail. I think he, he was taller than me. Oh yeah, he's yeah. a tall guy, dude. It's a kind because of because he had to bend down in that fucking. He's got kind of like a share, like a young share stature, right. like tall with big black curly right. hair. Real, bones, yeah, right. yeah, it's a little, it's a weird aspect to him, right? Yeah, like you could almost imagine him being. You know what he kind of reminds me of? Like a young Colonel Gaddafi. Wow, you know yeah, what I mean, right? Does, yeah. Doesn't he kind of yeah. look like Gaddafi? Gaddafi, man. Let, let it go, let it go. Man. Everything I see. Yeah, it does. It's the sunken cheeks. Somebody <laughs> ain't out of cereal. Look like a skull head. I don't know. Like anyway, um, that's where we're at. I don't know. Is there anything else you guys want to know about this? I fucking- don't know, but Richard Ramirez, I just, man, that's that was just, I learned a lot on this show because right. the, I, 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 I lived through that whole episode. Right. So I know what. The climate was like in Los Angeles at that time. What was going on? And let me tell you, man, people were locking their fucking doors and shutting their windows and fucking like everybody. That right. shit. That news was out all over yeah, not LA. Just in LA, man, it was all up and down California. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But certainly, fucking- LA was like where they were really circulating that shit. It was all over the news every single night, and it seemed like there every few days there was another right another uh, strike bomb. So I, I I learned a lot, man, about this uh, scumbag. I didn't know about um, the thing that I crazy. thought. The thing that I thought was interesting is kind of goes to your point, mm-hmm. which is that you know the same detective that's working on the Hillside Stranglers becomes the same detective that works on the Night Stalker. Interesting. And the fact is, is that kind of goes to your point about how this seems to be like a high point of murder. And mayhem in Los Angeles. He he would have yes. worked that that detective would have worked on the Wonderland, but he wasn't a detective yet, right, Smitty? 
No, he was a, uh, the low, low. Uh, yeah, so he, he didn't get the rank yet. He, He's like he an intern. And do you know any, some history about, what's, what's his last name? Solano? So, Salerno. Salerno has a, uh, tell, get on the mics, maybe. What tell about him. him? What about, about him? He was a, like, he, he was a brawler. Oh yeah, he's a, like a boxer. He had a boxer's, yeah. Uh, yeah, and they put, they would put him in with uh, when the cops went. And they, there was more than ten people uh, against the cops. He would be in there. And he would knock them all out. Right. right. He'd take ten people on. Right. The day before the wedding, which was scheduled at like eight in the morning, the press came down to San Rafael, the home of San Quentin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the CNN Carmel, sent a crew. California. Yeah. Inside edition, hard copy. Remember hard copy? Yeah, I remember hard yeah. copy. Yeah. What was that other one? The Current Affair? The Current Affair. Right. Yeah. 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 That was the TMZ of the back in the day, right? That's right. You know yeah. what? I, I prefer that. I mean... Those were better? I hate the TMZ. I like that TMZ has... They have a lot more access to right, stuff. Right, right, right. But like, you know what I hate is when they try to talk to each other and hang over the wall. It's too much, man. What do you think about that, Sean? Do you like that on <laughs> TMZ <laughs> show when they like hang over the cubicle and they drink their like I've little... I've seen it. Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah, watch it. Yeah. What do you watch, bro? I don't have TV, bro. Well, what do you watch? Because you watch shit. What do you I mean? watch Netflix. Okay. Sean. HBO. Sean, can I ask you a personal question? Sure. Please. Are you Jewish? No. Why well, did you ask that? Because there's uh, the Jewish, the, my, my homeboy Dave, Ben Stuck, that lives up there. He's, a, he's a, in the Jewish neighborhood. Yeah. He has no TV. He won't let the kids watch TV or nothing. They ain't got no TV in their home. Yeah. He's a Hasidic Jew. He won't. Hasidic. Yeah, I'm like, hey, bro, you like, no, you know, no TV, bro. <laughs> I just don't, you know. I don't, Sean's I a Hasidic Jew. Do. You read a lot? Um, Not usually. I nope. usually play with my kid a lot. Yeah, that's... Lots of law and order. Right. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's uh, right. Yeah, he's law and order. Right. <laughs> well, listen, as we do about this time, we that was do. a great show. Thank you, Schmitty, for coming down. Thank Lepke, you. Lepke, as Thank you always, much, brother. Gentlemen. Thank you Four for enlightening hours. us on that. Thank Sean, you. good to have you here. Partner. Always a pleasure. Uh, and like we said about the... Oh, any shout-outs? Soul Assassins. DJ Muggs. Yeah, let's do the shout-out. Stevan Oreo. Mr. Cartoon. Capper 71. Big shout-out. Yeah. Shout-out to my twin. Hard to kill. Yeah. Your boy. Do you have our boys on there? We have a new... Yeah, big shout-outs. Big shout-out to our boy, Jesus. Hey, Zeus. Hey, Zeus. Hey, Zeus. Hey, right Zeus. now, I'm going to put you up on... Uh, Put you up on uh, Get on that hey mic. Suits. Get on that mic. Put you up on Hey Susan. Right here. That's uh J nineteen eighty seven. Yeah. J nineteen. Yeah. Hey Suits, good looking out. Hey Welcome Seuss. aboard to the team, man. That's yeah. our new IG guy. I, you know what? On, why why do we have a new IG guy? We're gonna have a show on that as well, but we'll just, <laughs> we had to replace him because somebody couldn't just can't seem to pull it together. Are you talking about your hard to luck uh, IG? Yeah, guy? our digital yeah. guy. Digital, all right. Yeah, Dude, our, we've had our social listen, media. Listen, right. we've had. I'm telling you this right now. Right. Richard Ramirez had better luck with whatever it was he's doing than we have with our IT guys, <laughs> our digital <laughs> guys, right? Yeah. I mean, we had. Uh, we've had some. We've had some doozies. How yeah, about hey, we have. We want to give. We had to take it and put it in the hands of a professional, Jesus. Listen, we've had guys that have just disappeared. You let's just, give. Let's it, give the listeners what? a shout out. 
Right? All these listeners. Uh, big support, big ups you to the listeners. You give these listeners, man. Hey. If, they, if they lasted oh, this long. St. James sense. Hey, listen, if they lasted this long. Calco. To the show, then we, got some, hey, we got some dedicated guys, man, that get up on there and they're on A my lot. thing. They're like, hey, let me, you know, bring that to the table. We want to know about this. We want to know about that. Anything you guys do, man, we're like... So just a shout out to St. James Sense, man. He says the sense that I know. That he's like, he keeps asking me, did they hook you up? Did they hook you up? I'm thinking like, I don't want to make the dude feel bad and say, no, these dudes never gave me nothing. But no, send another package, man. But he'll say it anyway. <laughs> no. you are, Dude, no. I thought we gave you a... And, you know, sometimes it's all right. But do we I, give you? Do we give that? Tattoo Life 87, hey, bro. Hey, bro. Always. Hey, hey, Chumahan, I love you with all my heart. I'm, I'm still going to leave out of here and leave you some money for a hard luck shirt. Yeah, I support, I support shirts. I need I need a shirt for my boy. Everybody, yeah, I got people over there want to jet going five yeah, nine jet, four. Yeah, what? jet money two four seven. Yeah, man. Pinche Che. Andy Alvarez, big shout out yeah. to Andy Alvarez. Yeah, Andy Alvarez, hit shout me up. Shout out to Danny Diablo, East Side. Man. Yeah, East uh, East Coast. Hey, is that the guy that uh, used to hang out with us, Steve, about like ten years ago and watched them the the member? No, over at not. your house. No. Uh, that, that guy hit me up. Andy Alvarez? Yeah. What do you watch? What? We watched that uh, uh, that black dude talk about yeah, sobriety. Yeah, why? Andy came over and watched it too? Yeah, he hit me up. He's like, dude, I remember you from back in the day. Yeah, that's crazy. Oh, you know who that was? That was um I know sounds familiar. No, dude, that that that's that's god damn, I can't think of his name right now. And he was on the, the videotapes and then he did that the black steps. dude. He did the Who steps. was like hardcore on the uh, step? Mike, Mike, uh, Mike, 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 Mike Johnson. Johnson. No, Michael Johnson. Michael Johnson. Yeah, oh yeah. man, Michael Where Johnson tapes. I, got, I oh, had those, those tapes, dude. but I let him listen to oh, some. He ain't no Michael joke, Johnson man. Where was he from? Like, Detroit. He from the, like one of the yeah down in the Detroit, cut. I think. Yeah. Oh man, we used to watch Either those Detroit religiously. Or, yo, in the bro, wall Michael Johnson's the shit. Michael Johnson, man. Shout yeah. out to Michael Johnson. Shout out to Michael that Johnson. Be, at, that's like the, the foundation of my sobriety. He's a motivator, and I want to give another one a shout out to to Les Brown. Yeah, Les oh, Brown. Oh, man, don't Les be talking Brown. to me about Wayne Les Garcia. Brown. Les Brown you know what? I'm t- All right. You want to go? Let's yeah. go. Let's How about Eric Thomas, the hip-hop preacher? Oh, yeah. You ever listen to that? How about Alan Johnson? Let's Alan give Johnson. a shout-out to Alan Johnson hey, and Wayne Garcia. Hey, what about Jim Rohn? You ever listen to Jim Rohn? Hey, as we say about this time, shout-out to Cookies Family, Burger and Vibes, Vibes Rolling Paper, Enzo's Pizza, Skinhead Rob, Power Plant. Hey, Brooklyn. Hey, and big shout-out to Ovando Bowen, LLP, all your legal needs. Yes, absolutely. Right, if the cops got your shit, hit me up. At Supermax Hardware. Right. Hardware, baby. Coming uh, in August Hard to first. kill. Hard right. to kill coming. Hard, oh, first episode, right? When is that? First episode of hey, Hard to Sean Kill. Hey, Sean and I just got finished with the transcripts from the recording. How's that? What do you think, Sean? I'm ready, dude. How did it come, yeah. out? Did it come out? Hard to kill. <laughs> Everybody listening, just remember, Did you? I told you. About hard to kill, that it was coming. Uh, I want to give a big shout out to old Blue Eyes LLP. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right? sound engineer. Yeah, yeah. Pico and Robertson. Yeah, any Hasidic area. Yeah, Hasidic. Uh, any Borscht belt. Listen, <laughs> we call it the Borscht belt. Listen, Borscht. Uh, right. If you need any kind of recordings for any kind of rabbinical teachings or anything like that, <laughs> yeah. Sean is available. I'm right in your hood. Yep. I'm right in your hood. Right. Hey. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Stop. All right, we're out of here, you guys. Adios, amigos, from the Hard Luck Show.